trigger warning. This episode contains conversations that reference sexual assault. Viewer discretion is advised. This episode may not be suitable for younger audiences. We here at Single Simulcast are very aware and respectful of people's triggers. And we want you to take every step to protect yourself. So if you have to bypass this episode, we understand wholeheartedly. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener. We greatly appreciate you. Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. right now i really do feel like bitch it's eggnog season we about to show up and show out in this motherfucker um i i i was just shocked when i was walking through sam's club and saw it on the shelf like do they know what time it is like it's it's october they're not supposed to do this for another like damn near a month and a half eggnog season yeah, like- until like november 15th and yes i know that <laughs> i know when they first start showing it up usually but you know no i get it I guess climate change. I get man, or they're just trying to get that money. It's just like you know, like everybody, like clearly everybody, everybody who doesn't fuck with Christmas in some way, shape, or form is like, how are you making? I don't. I'm not ready for Christmas. Da, 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 da. Halloween hasn't even come yet. But like the Christmas people are just like, yeah, bitch, I'm ready. <laughs> like give it and, to me, give it to me in July, bitch. I'm ready. <laughs> and I understand in bits and pieces because I will fuck some eggnog up and everything else. I'm like, fuck that tree, fuck this, fuck that eggnog, right. fuck you. So yeah, no, like if this, if if they put out the eggnog at the same time they start putting up trees and shit. Like they already got the lights and everything up at Sam's Club, and Devin and I were walking through, and I was grousing about it. Like, like seriously, I was like, man, they took down the video games to put up Christmas trees. Man, they got all these lights, and Devin was like, because you know he's the youngest, he'll take on. You know, if you give that nigga an inch, he's gonna make it into a mile. <laughs> so as soon as I'm grousing, he's like, okay, I can grouse too. He's like, man, they don't even got nothing over here for Halloween. Man, like they just skipped right past <laughs> Halloween, huh? Went straight to Christmas. And I was like, not just that. They skipped past Thanksgiving too and went straight to Christmas. They don't even got no turkeys. Ooh, eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like what? What? <laughs> and we were both like ooh eggnog and i mean when i saw it if i was if i if if there's times where you just need glasses even if you don't wear glasses you just want glasses so you can do glasses shit like i wanted to <laughs> clean the glasses off on my shirt and hold them further out in front of me without actually putting them on my ear just hold them out in front of me like some people do <laughs> Just so I could look and see if the eggnog was there. I literally clutched my pearls. Like, eggnog, like, where'd you come from? I was looking for lemonade. Is this no longer lemonade season? I'm sorry. You caught me in a state of undress, eggnog. But I'm ready for you. Come on in. 
but I'm ready for you. <laughs> I've never been so happy to see eggnog before. I literally took pictures and I almost, uh, the caption was going to be, it's fucking lit. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, literally everybody who hit me back was like, did you put bourbon in it? Did you put tequila in it? Did you do this, that, and the third? Right. Nah, niggas, I, I, I'll take mine just free and clear. I, I this is all the drink I need. I don't need nothing else to. I can get alcohol any day of the year. I can walk outside in the summer and get me some bourbon. You know what I can't get in the summer? My fucking eggnog. You know what I got in October, bitches? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's me trying to choke myself the fuck out on this eggnog. I took the whole carton in my room today. It is fucking lit we are going to do this like a motherfucker um hi shante (laughs) i am so happy to see you um for those y'all who listen to both shows thank you um shante's episode of the distinguished gentleman should be up by the time that you listen to this uh episode of single simulcast um but it was up a long time ago if you're a Patreon member. Ooh. Patreon members get all of our uh, hindsight shows the day of recording. All the rest of y'all just get them. Like, we literally record, I think, three weeks in advance. So if you want to be up on it and get a gang of shows, it's on our Patreon feed. Um, I want to talk about insulting shit. But I'm waiting for Nicole to show up. She's supposed to be our guest today. And um, nobody insults quite like she insults. So, like, she has a place in my heart as just uh, out and out gangster when it comes to breaking down some of this shit. Plus, I wanted to talk about cuties today. Um, Oh, okay. So, I know that she saw the movie. And she had a really good uh, point of insight about it. Stephanie saw it. I saw it. Because we were talking about it before, about how so many people were like, rah, 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 and about it and had never actually seen it. Mm-hmm. And were like, this movie is pedophile bait and had never actually seen it. And you know what? It, it's, it's, it's not. Right. Literally. Like, this is one of the first times that I hadn't seen something and so when everybody was complaining about it, I was like, oh, my God, is it really like that? And then the the maker was like, y'all niggas wilding. And mm-hmm. I was like, of course, she's going to say she's wilding if they're saying this. this. And then I, I, I watched that shit and I was like, y'all. Y'all folks killing me. Y'all, 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 y'all taking it to the whole edge with this shit. Like there is this is not. Like, where's the issue at with this? Please point it out for me. Is it on the table? Is it underneath the counter? Where's the issue? Because there's not one in this actual, this actual movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest issue to me was that them motherfuckers could not dance. But they were kids. Kids can't dance. I was thinking about how my daughter was. I think that was her 12th birthday party. Uh, Because she's 22 now. I see. Yeah, she's 22. She'll be 23 in November. So she was 22. And it was her 12th birthday. And that was when the song du jour is, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. Mm. You're Mm. a jerk. And they had the dance to jerk. And they had all that kind of stuff. And it was her and the people who came to her party. And they were all 
uh, bunched up in the computer room where I used to record at. Um, and so if that was when she was 12, that means that that was 2009. And she was dancing and her friends were dancing and all of them were dancing to the song, You're a Jerk. And so the only dance they were really doing was the jerk. <laughs> and they couldn't do anything else. So they would do the jerk and then they would drop down like on their, like they would, they would, um, drop it down low and then they go back to doing the jerk again like that I don't know if that's how the jerk went but I don't think so and there was a point where my daughter was doing the jerk so hard that she like slipped and oh, fell no. oh no and my daughter bless her heart I love her to pieces but she's dramatic as shit and this is not Gogo. -Go. this is my eldest daughter Mari um she's dramatic as fuck and so when she fell amongst her friends at her 12 year old birthday party, she immediately started screaming, it's broken. Oh, <laughs> and no. Trying to convince like, everybody that the reason why she fell is because she literally broke her ankle. Oh. And I, you know, back then I didn't think about, okay, she's embarrassed. And my friends didn't think about she's embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, my daughter broke her ankle. Uh, and my friend, Jeremy, hey, how you doing? You know, he's been on the show a few times. Um, he was studying to be an EMT at the time. And so she was like, it's broken, it's broken, oh my God. And Jeremy rushed into the room and he was like, I'm trained to be an EMT, I can take care of it. And she immediately stopped screaming. <laughs> when there was, it's like, it's like, is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. Oh, oh, oh. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. carry on, I'm glad you're here. There might be somebody who actually needs you. <laughs> so. <laughs> she was like it's broken it's broken and he was like well let me take a look at it and she was like it's better now <laughs> she got up and she limp hobbled out and then you can hear her telling her friends i thought it was broken but i really just twisted it i twisted my ankle <laughs> and so her friends were gathered around her and they were all commiserating on twisted ankles and all that kind of stuff and that's why when i see the movie cuties all I see is little kids trying to act like they're older than they are. That's what the movie is. I see my right. daughters like dancing horribly and thinking they're doing wonderful stuff. I see my daughters watching videos of people who are like six years older than them, seven years older than them. So those are their idols. You know, girls who are like 19 or 20 are the ones that they look up to as far as this, the fashion, this, the style, this, what we want to do, because they're adults. The 19 and 20 year olds, they're the adults. They know what's cool and what's hot and what's hip. This is before influencers was a thing. They were just looking at people on YouTube or people up the blocker or whatever, and they saw them and that's who they chose. This is what I want to dress like. Now, we didn't let them get away with dressing like some of those kids, like, you ain't gonna be cutting the holes in your jeans like that. She didn't do that until she was like 17. And by that point in time, she was so far gone. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm not dealing with the drama by saying don't cut your jeans. But now she's like selling makeup and fashion and she's doing her own thing. She's a fashionista, so I'm like, go for it. But yeah, no, that's what Cuties was. A bunch of kids who each wanted to be something that they couldn't be. Mm -hmm. um and there was a 
point in the movie. There was a point in the movie where one of the older girls that they were idolizing, um, they were they had a, a dance team, a twerk team, I guess, whatever, and they were all dancing. And one of the girls accidentally revealed their breasts. And I think that this is like one of the 20 year olds they're watching on YouTube. I don't know if they mm -hmm. ever actually stated how old those girls were, but it was indicated that they were, you know, adults. Um, other than that, there was nothing that was like, oh my God. You know, there wasn't anything that was like shocking or out of place. The girls fought over dumb shit. They argued over dumb shit. I saw worse stuff in the movie 13, mm -hmm. but it all had the same thing. It was a, a, a girl in 13. It was a girl who was, uh, for the for lack of a better term or phrase, it was a girl who was closeted. She had been uh, growing up under her parents, under her parents' steady watch uh, for the first 11 years of her life or 12 years of her life. And then she goes to school and she meets a girl that everybody thinks is the cool girl. And so if I remember correctly, because I haven't seen 13 in like two years, maybe three years, but she tries smoking and she does all these other things. And it's, it's white kids wilding out. Cuties is pretty much that. Each of them, the, the four girls that, that the lead actress meets, each want to be something that they're not. They each want to be older or act older or cuss or whatever. Um, but they're all playing a game because when one of the girls who's on the in the group is uh, at home, when they're all at her house looking at videos of boys, her mom comes in the room is like, hey, do y'all want sandwiches? I made sandwiches. And they're like, your mom's so cool. And she's like, no, she isn't. And it just reminded me of teenage girls. Like, your right. mom is cool. Like, your mom is doing the best she can, and you don't see it because you're a little-ass kid. So, long story short, I didn't see what the big deal was. It was just a bunch of little-ass kids uh, who literally couldn't dance. Um, and then one girl who wanted to be a part of the group, the good girl, the one who uh, was, I, I don't want to say... I think Sudanese. I think they were Sudanese. Our, our uh, uh, French Guian, um, French Guiana. Uh, let me type this in because I'm gonna keep saying that word wrong, and it's I don't want to say the word wrong. Um, French. Isn't it French Guiana? I don't know. I'm pretty it, sure. I'm I'm pretty sure. Nope, they were, uh, she was uh, from Ghana. Okay. Yeah, so they were from Ghana. And um, her dad was a polygamist. Mm -hmm. um, and so her dad was, uh, her mom had just found out that her dad was marrying another woman and was bringing, them, bringing this woman into their house. Uh, to become mm -hmm. his second wife and the daughter overheard the mom talking with her grandma about it and the grandma was old school style so the grandma was like well you just gotta clear a space for the new wife and the new family and wish them well mm -hmm. 
and the daughter heard it and she's like yo like y'all might have grown up in that old style and you this is what was seemed to be going through her head like i don't subscribe to the old style that y'all subscribe to you know and mm-hmm. so um when the daughter found out this is what was going on the daughter did what she thinks was rebelling you know by uh meeting up with the girls that her mom wouldn't would not have approved of and um just doing what she thought was acting or not acting out but just what she thought was freedom that's really what i thought of the movie i thought it was good i thought i gave it an eight like honestly i think that it's a movie that you can watch it's not something you will want to watch multiple times but most movies aren't right but it's not anything that's like honestly me personally I think there should be a lot more angst and and, and ire about the movie Kids mm. there was. Yeah, because Kids was, wow. Yeah, Kids was wild. Mm-hmm. Was really, really wild. Like, there was full, like, there was nudity in Kids. There was, Sexual like, assault. Yeah, sexual assault in all of them. I don't think any of them well, I don't think they all were of age. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't all over 18, mm-hmm. I think, playing the characters that they were playing mm-hmm. and doing this and doing the things that they were doing. And it and it really and even with with kids, it almost seems like it was just shocking rather than it really have like it didn't feel like like I feel like if a, if an adult tells this story, like an adult adult, because I feel like Harmony Corrin was like super young mm-hmm. when he's telling the story. That if it's an adult telling the story, they can get more into the consequences of what's happening. Where I feel like with with this, you know, with kids, it was just almost like kind of implied, like you were just supposed to understand that there were consequences that could happen, you know, but it wasn't really. Like, I don't, like, I think, like, the ending part where, you know, uh, Chloe Sevigny's character, or obviously earlier in the movie, has found out that she's HIV positive. It's quite possible that she got it from Telly. Mm-hmm. And then Casper sleeps, well, Casper basically rapes her because she's mostly unconscious. And because she's been, you know, she's inebriated and high or high and or drunk from the night before from the party and everything and Casper is you know assaulting her mm-hmm. and she's trying to say no and but I think the I think the no is almost impl- I think the no when you first watch it is more like here's Jenny finding out that she's HIV positive telling Casper no I don't think you really get then in the 90s that he was raping her Mm -hmm. you know where I feel like if you tell this if someone else tells that story it's more obvious now that that's what that's also what was going on that it's not just here's it's not just here's the spread of HIV through possibly through this friend group it's Casper is assaulting her and so yeah there's there's 
yes, there should have been way more talk about about kids. I, but I also understand that that was before the internet. Like that's yeah. the other thing too that we can talk about cuties the way we talk about cuties because you know we can immediately react to it mm-hmm. and get on the internet, and get on Twitter, and get on Facebook, and it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, it's a good thing because when it works out like it's supposed to, whether it's like getting a good thing out to more people or getting something shut down, it's a bad thing when we all have like knee-jerk reactions to something that we haven't seen and our knee-jerk reaction may not be accurate. It's a bad thing when the knee-jerk reaction goes viral. And that's the that's yeah. that, that's like that. The director of this movie was largely demonized for for cuties. And yeah. I know Harmony uh, was nineteen when the movie was when Kids was written. So like mm-hmm. he's writing what he saw, or they're writing what they saw. Right. The, I don't. I don't. I don't remember the gender. So just go with they uh, were writing what they saw. Um, I don't know how old the uh, director of Cuties is. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. The thing is, uh, Harmony, uh, after writing uh, Kids, went on to write Bullies or Bully. Uh, mm-hmm. And that movie was also just like, wait, what the fuck? And nobody said anything like his his whole just got filmography was just like eyebrow raising like does anybody else see this kind of stuff but nope no because like you said there was no internet back then for anybody to raise any ire by the time in the internet was here he was putting out like spring breakers which did raise some ire not because of the actual content of the movie, I think it was because for him at that point in time, one of the Disney kids was starring in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, uh, it's a girl's name who made Sneaker Night from a uh, high school musical, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, she was, okay. She was in Spring Breakers and I think she was showing her breasts as an adult. Oh, but people okay. were like, you're a Disney Kid, you can't be doing this, that, and the third, and that's where the angst was. And I'm like, did y'all see Bully? Like, did y'all see Kids? Like, this is his cup of tea. But like you said, when they that was when the film was free, and it was the Wild West. Um, I just think that Cuties is more of a we're not going to do research. And I think that it's a, I think Mm -hmm. that it's a bigger finger pointing towards the way that we deal with social media. Um, And for a while there, it had, in my opinion, the problem with people just sharing shit without researching it had dropped off for a while because there was enough people who were making mistakes, mistakes and getting really called out on it that everybody was second guessing or was, searching sites or yeah i know this site isn't real news or whatever it may be not Mm -hmm, fake news mm -hmm. i'm not talking trump shit but um 
they were able to say, you know, this isn't a reputable website or whatever it may be. And for a while there, it was being noticed and, and then it just stopped. And now it's right back up to levels of just, hey, y'all, do you realize that dailyfunkbox.org is not the best website to have to be, <laughs> you know, out here putting out stories? Like when I first saw that Trump got COVID, and by the way, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga got COVID. <laughs> hella, hella motherfuckers in the White House got COVID. Oh God! Uh, but when I first saw the story, I didn't want to share it. I thought the shit was fake. Um, oh wow! Because it was, it wasn't CNN. It wasn't Fox. It wasn't any of them. It was like Daily Cause, like KOS. And I know that that's mm. a real site, but at the same time, it was early enough in the morning that I was like, no, he didn't. This, no, he didn't. So I, I didn't share it. I thought about it. I looked at it. I passed it by. And then I saw the site again. And then I saw CNN had it. And then I saw a live thing where they were talking about it. And I was like, okay, it's on the news news. Like they discussing this shit. I'll go ahead and share it. At that point in time, I was no longer the first person with the news, which I usually am not because I'm on the West Coast. But I woke up at 2 a.m. that morning. So I had gotten up before almost anybody. I could have posted that shit and just been like, wee! But Daily Cause didn't seem like the place. Um, Raw Story posted it up too. And I was like, okay, I, I know that they're more reputable than Daily Cause. Um, chaos. It's probably Daily, daily Chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to be edgy with that name. But yeah. Um, also, apparently, he knew he had it and didn't tell anybody while he went to rallies. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I, two things. One, fuck that motherfucker. Literally, I'm, 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 I'm not going to stop saying that. Like before he had COVID, it was fuck that motherfucker. Now he's got COVID and it's like, oh, now he's fucked motherfucker. So the second thing is I've learned a lot about people that I just initially suspected were Trump supporters. Mm. I suspected they were Trump supporters. I wasn't 100% certain they were Trump supporters because they never said anything and they rolled with me and their kid played basketball for me or they had black friends on Facebook that I were friends with. So they would jump into my... Uh, mentioned sometimes or into the comments field for my post sometimes and they say stuff but nothing out of pocket nothing big because it wasn't anything about politics more often than not it was basketball or about kid awesome or something like that but but what happened the straw that broke the camel's back was this all of us talking shit about trump getting covid <laughs> All of us talking shit about Trump getting COVID led to a whole bunch of underground Trump supporters putting out unnamed posts, unnamed quotes, unnamed thoughts where they were like, I'm just so disappointed in the way people are reacting to a true American tragedy today. Everybody who's laughing is showing their true colors right now. And I just... I don't know how to feel about people who are laughing now, but they weren't laughing a month ago. I was like, oh, you a Trump supporter. Okay, cool. I see you now. 
I don't understand how you say that this life shouldn't have COVID, but when certain people get COVID, they wouldn't even say the president. They wouldn't even say President Trump. They wouldn't even say Trump. They wouldn't say Trump will still see, and they didn't say anything. But when certain people get COVID, then you want to laugh at them. God will judge you when it's all said and done. Oh yeah, you just checked off all the boxes. You, 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 you a Trump, you a Trump supporter. Okay, I see you. I see you. And there's like five to 20 people whose kids play basketball for me who are full on Trump supporters. And I'm just looking at them like, you know what, when this is all said and done, I know what you are. And and I suspected it, like I said, for a while because they're white and they live in an area where they would complain about shit like their taxes going towards getting funding, equal funding for schools with uh, less fortunate kids or anything like that so mm-hmm. but this was just okay now I see you the for some reason y'all put this out in public and I see it you didn't just send this to your friends now I see it like y'all are the ones who are liking the posts uh under under the guise of if it's private or not y'all are the ones who are liking the post about blue lives matter you know I, I see you now you actually put this out in public I don't know if you meant to do that and if you didn't mean to do it, I'm on, I'm on your friends list. So I'm going to see you regardless. I see you now. Okay. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't think I'm going to fuck with them anymore. But at the same time, I'm like, does it really fucking matter? But it does, you know, because you support a piece of trash. And I don't think I can abide by that. It's strange. By the way, Nikki's here. Uh, Nikki is the former co-host of Hermione and Lavender Were Black. Um, the reason why we stopped Hermione and Lavender Were Black, there's a million reasons, but now I can honestly say that the final reason we stopped it is because J.K. Rowling is a piece of shit. We stopped before <laughs> we knew she was a piece of uh, shit, but we could just use that as the reason. <laughs> it's it, Yeah. Yeah, actually, I started a new job last week, and the people on my team, they're a Harry Potter fans, so within our team, there's, like, separate pods. In my pod, or whatever, they're a huge Harry Potter fan, so our pod name is the Chamber of Professionals, so it didn't go over very well when they asked me uh, who was my favorite character and who I didn't like the least. I said, oh, my favorite character, easy, creature, who I like the least. Um, serious black and then yeah it all went down <laughs> there from there <laughs> I mean but creature there. kept it real I'm never yeah, gonna I was like creature. I was like creature is me like I'm creature I'm the one at family function saying stuff and like we can hear you Nicole oh I know I was just making sure I said it and they're I'm like but serious black was a good person house. Y'all, no. y'all funky ass niggas shouldn't be in my mom's house we can hear you Nicole they can hear me, but I don't give a fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and they're like, but but what does serious black do? I was like, without saying it like this, basically what I said, I was like, he's like any typical nigga who been in prison for too long and get out and think shit is still like it was 20 years ago. No, we got internet now. We don't do that no more. So I was like, he's just a typical prison nigga. I watch enough love at the lockup to know it takes <laughs> time for these niggas to adjust. I was like, so I was like, I was like, uh, Harry ain't, I was like, I don't like Harry Daddy either. They were bullies. And they're like, yep. so what do you think? They're like, what do you think of Snape? I was like, how would you feel if you like some dude 
and he had a baby with, with some chick and they die and then they telling you, oh, watch over this kid. You have a little animosity. Why you gotta watch over somebody else's the woman you love kid? I was like, I said, plus he was trying to make Harry a better person. He was giving him tough love. I said, but at the same time, he was still doing the best he could with the cards dealt. So how you expect him to treat a kid by the... I was like, nah. Nah. I mean, and you then, know... I never really thought about it till you said that, but that nigga really was tasked with taking care of his worst enemy's kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was his worst enemy. It, it was his worst enemy and the chick that he liked. I was like, so, I was like, that's the worst case scenario. I was like, and when I said I said it that in the in our you know when we were talking at work, I said, how would you? I told the girl, I was like, she goes, well, I think Snape is a bad person. I said, how would you feel Ooh. if you were in love with a dude? And he married a chick that used to torment you. They had a baby and they died. And uh, CPS was like, you just need to watch this kid. Make sure this kid um, is overlooked. And then she goes, well, you know, well, it's not the same thing. I said, that's exactly what happened. CPS was like, just watch him real quick. Like, no, no, I don't want to watch. That could that the whole entire time you're looking at um, Harry like that could have been my son. That's all you're going to think every time you see him. Harry that should have been mine. Up, Harry ended up on the doorstep of every one of his enemies. Like everybody right. who <laughs> didn't like somebody in his family, Harry went to live with them. Or Harry, I was, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I was like, right. his parents weren't that loved by people because how come nobody wanted to take this baby in? I was like, yeah, because low key, nobody liked Harry's daddy. And so they're just like, well, what house would you be from? I was like, I'll be from the Bow Bountains because I'm a savage. Okay. I'll be walking in. <laughs> I was like, and she, and the girl goes, I think you'd be a Hufflepuff. I was like, I don't know what that means for sure. Mm -mm. I said, I wouldn't participate with the nonsense. That's what I would be. I'd just be chilling. Bitch, my, be my business. Be real. If you school. have to be inside of any of those houses, <laughs> Slytherin were the motherfuckers who everybody thought was evil because they just kept it real. Like, right. Yeah. I'd yo. probably be a Slytherin. I was like, I'd just be minding my business. I said, I don't, you know, I said, but overall, the books is good. I, you know, they, I said it for what it is, it's good. I said, but you're not going to try to get me to accept a bully and who was tormenting an animal. I mean, well, I don't know what creature is supposed to be. Some, well, he's a creature. Like how he was tormenting a house elf for no reason. He came mm -hmm. out of prison, still acting a fool, still being mean to people. So acting like it was 20 years ago. It's like, dude, nobody wears fubu anymore. Uncle, like, let it go. <laughs> we don't have pagers anymore. No, we don't do that. Like, no, they stopped doing that a long time ago. This is the internet. Yes. You can talk to girls on the internet, uncle. Like, uncle, no. Yes, we know you read a bunch of books. In prison, yes, we know, Uncle. Why, Uncle? Why you sit over your plate like we about to steal your food? Like I said, he, I said he's just a typical prison nigga, and I was like, and and that's no disrespect, cause well, my coworkers are white, so I know they don't have this, but you know, black folks, we all got that prison nigga in our family. Yeah, we the know one who how eats it is. with his, his arm around his plate. <laughs> yes, I'm guarding your shit, nigga. Like, what are you doing? Like yeah, always always say stuff that don't make sense. You just like you just you just do the all right yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah like, like still you can't talk do about that shit no like it's eighty nine like right uh, so like uh you uh look Fubu coming back oh Jesus Christ why oh uh, hey hey <laughs> hey you need to tell them heifers over there nigga heifers <laughs> did you just call somebody heifers. <laughs> Hey, you hey, think? we gonna go out and see us some skeezers. 
like, Jesus Christ. I'm about to go to the club. Not like that, sir. Not like, like that. You you wearing Carl Kanai. Oh God. Hey, so you they don't wear this, this no more? No. You missed this part, <laughs> but uh real quick, we were talking about cuties. Uh because yes, yeah. niggas ain't seen it, but we saw it, and I know you saw because it. Because niggas don't read. I've been saying this for years. Niggas don't read. They ain't about to watch that. So well, <laughs> when I say what? niggas, I mean people encompassing. I don't mean black people don't read. I mean people in general don't read. So. You know what? My son was really put out because uh Naruto, he's watched like the first, I don't know, there's like a million episodes of that shit. And so he got to the point where now it's subtitled only. And I was mm-hmm. like, so you gotta read while you watch. And he was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I thought about every brother I had, every cousin. I ain't gonna do that shit. Like, nigga, you can literally watch it. You mean them prison niggas when they come yes. out of prison? I ain't gonna do that shit. You read like, every nigga, book in the library, but you won't read them and watch a movie at the same time. Ain't just read along, nigga. There's subtitles at the bottom of every movie we have in our house, just so then we don't miss a word and you don't want to read and watch at the same time. But, I, um, I I keep subtitles on typically because uh, for some reason our sound on our TV it's either really loud or really low and when Luke is asleep it tends like it, it's always when Luke's asleep we, it seems like everything we want to watch wants to be super loud mm-hmm. so I'm just in the habit of watching movies like Skyfall the other day and reading it and watching it so it doesn't bother me mm-hmm. but I know some people who have aversion to words and literacy we know who those people are yeah so what were your thoughts on cuties Um, actually it made me sad. And when I say sad, it's because you're looking at a little girl who she's, I'm assuming that her families were immigrants because just the kind of the way they, you know, just because it looked like the the backstories are kind of like immigrants and then put your movie to a new area and you're trying to fit in where you get in. And she sees these girls who, who look kind of popular and the one little girl who lived in her building. So all she was trying to do it's just find, make a friendship, make a bond because she's going through a trauma of her mom. Her Basically, she thinks her dad's on a business trip or doing something, but her dad's about to bring home some wife. And when that scene, when she's underneath the bed and her mom is crying be- between calling people, she's going through the trauma of watching her family break apart. So she's trying to find, she's trying to make a new family. And then, so when she sees what these girls are aspiring to be, she's like oh okay we need to be over sexualized because if you notice it was that girl who bought who brought the booty popping and the stripping to it because mm-hmm. she thought that's what they needed to be but what it's people gone. don't realize it's and it's not gone luke it's right here oh, uh, no, it's it's not away baby it's fine um which if you like i tell people I'm like if you watch the movie when they get to the scene at the end where they're dancing salaciously, nobody was applauding it. Everyone was looking at those little girls like they were disgusting and it was inappropriate because it was inappropriate dance. But they're trying to compete with those girls who had to be at least, what, 18, 19, who are flashing the titties at the end of the video. And then I was like, so you have a girl going through trauma, trying to figure out where her place is in the world. And she's trying to fit in with this group because she thinks that's what's going to make them that's what's going to make them better. Like showing the picture of her vagina. She didn't think that was bad. But at the same time, if were they supposed to be like eighth graders? If you know, I tell people, I say, this is how I know you don't have eighth kids in eighth grade or you're just in denial. Eighth, I can picture an eighth grader doing that because they don't have the wherewithal to think about long-term consequences. And you so, know, actually, mm-hmm. when that when that happened initially, 
before it went on, I thought that she was trying to get her uncle in trouble because Shantae, right. the little girl stole her uncle's phone. Um, yeah, okay. and she was being like, she was kind of being like a weird sexual way towards him to where he was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't think she was sexually attracted to him. She was thinking, I think she was acting out in a way of, this is what beautiful women do. You use sex to get your way because that's mm -hmm. what media tells you. So, you know, and when people get mad, it's like, okay, the parents of these other girls, where were they? Where was this little girl's parent? They're all parents who think they're watching their kids. They think that they're doing the best, but you're neglecting, her mom was neglecting her, not because she's a bad mom, because she's going through her own trauma. So sometimes when people want to get mad at parents, I was like, sometimes parents are going through their own trauma and doing so they're neglecting their kids, not on purpose because they're going through their own mess. And I was like, my kid is three, so I'm not, and I'm not going through anything right now, but if me and Francis were to get a divorce and it was traumatizing for me, Luke's going to act out a certain way because he's losing his family. And I'll probably not watch over him as much because I'm going through my own depression and stuff. And I'm just doing the bare minimum mm -hmm. and thinking it's okay. And then when I find out Luke been robbing the liquor store, I'm like, well, when did this happen? He would never. It's like, well, when you were going through your depression, he was going through his depression too. And that's mm -hmm. the way he was showing it. So I really seen it has a coming of age tale of a young girl who doesn't know how to navigate. And she wasn't going to go to her mother anyway, because she thought her mother doesn't understand the culture. But what you realize at the end, her mother said, you ain't got to come to your dad's wedding. And if, and when the our older lady, like the grandma lady was like, look at your daughter. She's like, don't worry about mine. Let me do this. Mm -hmm. Let me do, you know what I mean? So it took her mom, a, a her mom had to get to a certain place and so did she so it's just like I think you named like other movies that were kind of like that it's all the same thing like we all like I remember watching the virgin suicides and they all mm -hmm. lured those boys in the, the house on their the guide of guys of sex and end up killing themselves I read the book I think they actually did have sex a one of the sisters was having sex all the time with these neighborhood boys so there's like Lolita, no one talks bad about the book and the movie Lolita. We all look at that as literary classics. And I reread that. I, I try to reread re that as an adult and realize this is not okay. We're mm -hmm. saying it's okay for this grown man to kidnap this little girl, basically did R. Kelly on her and just toted her around the country and had sex with her under the guise that it was my daughter. So it's like, okay, well, there's other things that we okayed that are literary classics. But if you look at it, it's like, ah, no, that was a little, it's the same salaciousness. So I think that's why I went to watch it myself and I didn't read anything people, I seen what people said. I'm like, well, these are the same people who were pray, who, who like Cardi B when they want to. So I don't, mm -hmm. you know, but Cardi B is not appropriate for your children, which I, I love Cardi B, but at the same time, if I had a daughter who was eight or nine, I probably wouldn't be playing WAP in the car and I wouldn't be playing WAP for her. And like the same way my mom did me when I was asking, my mom was very upfront about sex. My mom was, just what she told me. She goes, yes, sex feels very good. It does, but it's not appropriate for you to do at your age because it comes mm -hmm. with a bunch of emotional responsibility that you're not ready for. And with girls, when we have sex, we feel love and all this other stuff and men don't feel that so you're giving a man 
you're doing something that feels really good and you feel that he's going to like you and you're 15. He doesn't like you like that. He just wants to have sex with you and you're left with all these feelings. And she said, it's going to be, she goes, that's not even a teenage thing. That's also an adulthood. So my mom had this conversation with me at 15. So it like, it, for me, it was like, oh, okay. Thank you for being honest. And I ain't having sex with nobody because you basically told me the truth. Yes, it feels awesome, but here's the consequences for women. So if you want to have these emotional consequences that did not sound fun to me, that's what got me to be like, nah, I'm good. So, you know, it's just people don't want to have these conversations with their kids Mm -hmm. and we all want to play the, well, my kid would never. Well, yeah, sure. A lot of people said that about their daughters and we all know what your daughter was doing are yo because we have family members right now who be like oh my kid would never it's like oh okay all right i see your daughter instagram sure <laughs> so or your son so overall, honestly yeah, are, are your, oh, oh yeah are your son and Let you me, know yeah, it's, I, it's 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 interesting to me two things one it was interesting to me how much this movie got um lambasted because it was a a person of color in the lead role yeah um, I think that's what it mostly was. All of these other movies had white folks in the lead role. And so it was just like, oh, it's a coming of coming of age movie. Eighth grade is a coming of age movie. And mid 90s is a coming of age movie. And the Virgin Suicide. What was that movie in the 80s where the dude was having sex? Oh, kids. That we, movie effed me up as a child. Totally. He was having sex with all those that. virgins and gave everybody, all them girls AIDS. I seen that. That scared the hell out of me. That's what made me never want to have sex in high school after watching kids and that was a movie marketed to kids and it yeah, was that movie, yeah and to this day that movie messes me up the fact that he was having sex with all these girls and was and gave all them girls aids and we just kept doing it like nah that and that and think about it we look at that has a good movie to growing up that was the movie we, we all watched but they were actually have you know that you know but we look at that as, we, well, hindsight, oh, that was a good movie. Well, should should your kids be watching that? I don't know. But we all did. <laughs> we all seen kids. I forgot what the second thing is. I'm old. We discussed this in the last episode. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 it's just people will hear what they want to hear. People will not see what the truth is. Um, and I, I'm not trying to make that into a fake news or anything like that. I'm just literally saying Cuties was fine. It, it, it was yeah. it was a good movie. I wouldn't watch it twice because I don't watch a lot of movies twice. But it was it, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I think I would. You know, if I had a daughter. Maybe like uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. The second thing, sorry, I, 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 no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Before I forget, yeah, they don't have any movies like this about young men. That's crazy. When you really think about it, I can't name even three movies that are in this vein about young men that wasn't because it's okay, right? Yeah, yeah, that is horrible. My sister. My sister has a stepson and she has a biological son. My sister who's a principal and the, and like her husband who's very like hard on my daughters would never um, kind of was like that. Like, oh, well, my son, my son and my sister, even though that was her stepson, she still had the same kind of range she had on her stepdaughter. She mm-hmm. said the rules apply to your son. What's the difference? She said, no, he can't bring the, she goes, 
he can technically speak and bring a baby here if the girl get kicked out like <laughs> you it's still our responsibility he can still lead she goes the difference is your daughter can only get pregnant once a year he can get four girls pregnant a year so he like can do more than that how that's well yeah he, he can do much <laughs> yeah, more than so that like, ask future <laughs> so like my sister she's very big about that she goes your son needs to have the same parameters as your daughter mm-hmm. but like we don't as a society we don't give boys those talks because boys will we, be boys boys will be yeah. boys versus yeah. it, but your daughter no don't do that blah 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 but our sons we don't give those conversations to but you can have it like People have a son and a daughter the same in the same house, a couple years apart. Beyond their daughter, daughter can't do nothing, but their son be out in these streets, mm-hmm. and the daughter be like, "Well, why is it okay with him?" Well, he's a boy. Well, he's it's a like, boy. He'll be fine. The damage can still be equally. He'll be fine. <laughs> and 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 even in the way that yeah, they don't have that um, for boys. Even in the way that if um, a teacher sexually assaults a a boy. The teacher only gets rest, like rest in peace, Mary, Mary Kay Letourneau. Fuck her, um, really <laughs> fuck her. Oh no, she just passed away a couple years. ago. Oh, she deserved it. God was waiting. He was like, "You ain't coming oh, here, God. motherfucker. We full up. Uh, we got, we got no." But um, it's like the same way that they only like, like if a teacher, if a if a lady teacher or if a teacher sexually assaults a a, a boy. All of the guys in the comments are like, it's not rape if it's the willing. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, these are still young people who are still. It, it, affects, with the, the, it affects boys the same exact ways that girls do. But nobody if you thinks have sex about that because, age. well, mm-hmm. none of the guys in these comments think about it that way. And yeah, you, you keep molesting a boy, the same trauma a girl goes through. It's a, so having sex too early. Um, even even if it was like something that the kid agreed to, but having sex too early can have psychological ramifications on a on a girl the same way a boy does. But mm-hmm. those ramifications that it has on a girl, maybe for girl becomes overly promiscuous because her brain is thinking, this is what I need to do for love. We'll demonize that. But like you said, future can have sex with all these women and we don't demonize men for having those sexual traumas the same way that if a man is a sex addict, we kind of laugh at it. Like, man, that's just what you do versus a woman is a sex addict. Oh no, you just a hoe. So it's, you can have the same traumas and act out the same way, but when society looks at one person different than the other. So I, I don't, you know, from my sister, you know, raising boys, I, when Luke is of age, I will probably more than likely have that same conversation with him about sex, girls, and don't just be having sex with all these girls because Yo. you don't know where they've been the same way they don't know where you've been. I'm not saying girls are nasty. I'm just saying it only takes one. Mm-hmm. It and only hormones. takes one. Yeah. Like it, it is what it is. It's like when I used to work with kids with special needs, and anyone who has boys know they like to touch their their genital areas we had a little boy he liked to 
jack off on the couch and the mom wanted him to stop the behavior we literally had to tell the mom we can't make him not do that because it feels good to him but what we can do is redirect where he does it in the house so mm. where in the house do you want him to do it and she goes i don't want him to do it at all so then we the father was there and so my boss looks at the father goes would you prefer your son to jack off in the bedroom in his room or in the bathroom and the dad goes, well, I guess the bathroom. She goes, okay, we'll redirect the behavior in the bathroom and we'll just make sure he watches his hands when he's done. Because we cannot make a kid not do that because mm-hmm. it feels good and it's a pleasure. And the same thing with gr- working with girls because parents, because you know, kids with special needs don't know the boundaries of, no, you shouldn't do that in public, in public spaces of the home. So having those conversations and parents would just be so upset and you had to be like, it feels good to them have you've done it to yourself or someone's done it to you so you know it's a good sensation the question is what where do you want them to do it and we'll teach them to wash their hands afterwards that's all we can do Mm. redirect the behavior and so that you know i had to do that a couple of times and parents hate it every time and they get mad and they say all these things i was like well you shaming them doesn't make it better the same way if i had a daughter or son who was not uh did not have a de- developmental disability. I would not want to shame them. I don't want to know about it. I think I don't want to know about you, what you're doing, but if you do it, you do it. Just do it in your room or in the bathroom and wash your hands. Like, what am I supposed mm-hmm. to say to that? <laughs> it's like, I no, I don't want to know. And I don't want you doing it, but you're going to do it anyway. Cause it feels good. So just do it there. That, call you people ah, that's not good well they're going to do it anyway i'd rather them do it to themselves than them let someone else i'm sorry so <laughs> if, if we if i had to choose my evils ah, do it to yourself versus someone else do it in your room wash your hands and, and we won't talk about it same way mom and dad don't talk about what we do with you vice versa keep it moving it's a fact of life what the hell am i supposed to do you know <laughs> but sex and children and you know positive having positive conversations with your kids about sex people don't want to do that in and you know studies have shown having these conversations with your kids will lead to them having um you know better concepts and better you know reasoning when it comes to sex but people don't want to do that we just tell our kids don't do it and and mm-hmm. ignore it and they get surprised when something happens like oh they would never well you didn't really talk to them you just said don't do it and walked out the room <laughs> now the last thing that i wanted to talk with you about um i, I sorry shanta i just I, I i you weren't there for this conversation <laughs> so i don't know how you're gonna react to said <laughs> aforementioned conversation um she sounds a little nervous <laughs> and there were well i i am because uh i think i might have hurt somebody's feelings with this with this statement when i made it initially but I, I had actually, okay, let's start from the beginning. Newborns. Oh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> There's a song by uh, Eve and Drag On uh, called Let's Talk About. And they were talking, I want to talk about who I am. And they, they do that for every, uh, every entrance of a verse. I want to talk about guns, niggas, don't bust. Which, okay, that's a long ass intro. But um. I want to talk about little dick niggas. That was Eve's part. That wasn't drag on. Not that I know of. Um, oh. But I want to talk about ugly ass newborns. Now, initially, <laughs> I had the number in 99%. Um, 
just because I, I was here's here's the backstory. So for some reason, I've been waking up for the past week and a half, two weeks at two o'clock in the morning, every morning. Doesn't matter what time I go to bed, I wake up at 2 a.m. And fuck you parents who tell your kids if they wake up early in the morning, just close their eyes and go back to sleep. That shit is difficult. <laughs> uh, so I tried to make myself go back to sleep uh, until about 2.30, at which point there's this app now called Pluto TV that actually is free TV. Like it has like that uh, hundreds of, of channels on it, but it has specific channels. So one of the specific channels is Nick Cannon's Wilding Out. Like all they show is episodes of Wilding Out. Um, another one is BET Her. And so all that shows is like shows by like Tyler Perry and stuff like that. One channel just is called MTV Challenge. And all the shows all day long is episodes of MTV's Real World Road Trip Road Rules challenge like seasons of it and it's dope and so i sit there and watch it when i can't sleep because i want to see what ct's doing i want to see what johnny <laughs> bananas is up to i want to see what nari's doing and 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 if if uh i don't know all their names but if wes is still getting on bananas nerves 13 years later because these niggas is on every single season like right. some of these motherfuckers kara uh maria is on every single season and it seems like they're like 39 now and they're still in the season but um two o'clock in the morning i'm watching this show they only got like five commercials so what happens is you're watching this show and it'll go to a commercial break and the commercial break is usually two commercials by the socially distancing show the daily show um trevor noah making some sort of joke which is funny the first time you see it but it's not funny the 75th time you see it uh because you can't sleep you're starting to really say the the commercial along with him and it's no longer funny it's really painful um a commercial from some insurance agency and one from a uh place that wants you to vote for uh uber drivers lyft and uh food drivers to get paid get benefits so i think it's prop 22 they want me to vote yes on it i'm going to <laughs> i remember that one prop 22 but then the last commercial i don't even know why it was i think it's a uh i think it's pampers who makes swaddlers uh mm -hmm. diapers yeah mm -hmm. um yeah they do and so Pampers has a commercial where they make swaddlers diapers. And uh, one of the things that they show in this commercial is a newborn. Now, a lot of commercials where they show uh, newborns or a lot of shows where they show newborns, them ain't newborns, people. Right. Those babies are like a month old, uh, maybe two months old, but they ain't newborns. Um, no, this, they, they need their features to set. Yes. They want them to be cute. Um, this commercial, uh, has a actual real life newborn on it and it Why? looks like a newborn. Um, <laughs> and, and like baby is fucking hideous. Um, and so when I saw hideous baby with cradle cap and all that kind of shit, looking Why? like an alien who had just popped out of just popped out of like a space egg or something like that. It struck me <laughs> in a different way when you see it at two o'clock in the morning and you don't expect to see a fucking Fleegee on the TV. So I made a post saying, 
99% and then I was like, they can't take that. People will get upset, not just moms, just people in general will get upset if I say 99% of newborns are fucking hideous. So instead, I said 79% of newborns are fucking hideous, and I believe it. Nikki? I did I, what was my percentage, like 85? Because that percentage, was me. Yeah, your percentage was well, 85. I, I, I said that, actually, your percentage was 90% of babies. Okay, yeah. I, I've only, like my mother, she brings up all the time about my sister Naisha, how pretty of a baby she was, because she said Naisha came out so pretty that the nurses went, kept showing her to everyone, and everyone, all the nurses kept looking to see how pretty she was, and they were commenting how rare it is to actually see a pretty newborn, a newborn, and I was like, well, what about me and Linda? <laughs> what about and me? And she said, oh, she goes, well, don't worry. We had a blanket to put on your face. That's it. <laughs> People were like, newborns are always beautiful. And I was like, no, like, those pictures no, you see no, ain't nothing but a no. blanket and a hat. You know no. what it is? My mom is right. My mom said, when you have a baby, it's your response to think they're cute automatically. Mm -hmm. So in my brain, Luke was a cute newborn, but I'm pretty sure there are people like, ah, oh no. <laughs> but I'm his mother. Like, you should love what comes out of you. So people get defensive. It's like how I don't like, I try not to talk about what people's kids look like because you know, what if my kid's ugly to someone, which is not true, but, you know, because Luke does get stopped by strangers to be, to be told how cute he is, but, like, you know, I see a lot of babies, I'm just like, oh, okay, like, I tell people, like, don't be putting them newborn photos, my mom says they need at least six weeks, because some ain't done yet, and they features need to set in, and their face needs to rearrange, the cone of their head needs to kind of even out like my mom says when you have a baby you always got to rub their head so it can round out like just rub it and it will round out that's what she did to Luke she's like we don't want him having a cone head you got to rub the head so it will round out so you got to wait so but you know that's just me I know everybody, oh my, oh, every baby I've seen is pretty okay you know that doesn't make any sense I mean those babies I mean like they are like squinty eyed like they don't <laughs> know they face. can't like they can't they they can't one they can't focus because they can't see you know just, just blind babies can't, like they just <laughs> like they don't like like you said like you're like when it's your baby of course you think that your baby is is the best looking baby on the planet because but that's your baby and you're supposed to want to, you know, love your baby and feel like your baby is cute because that helps you take care of the baby. Right. Like but, if your baby was ugly, you wouldn't probably take care of it as much. Right. That's just right. right. So, <laughs> but like, but just like babies in general, like just when they first come out and they're just, and like they can, mm -hmm. no, that's not cute. Like, no, and that's not, they're, they're not cute. Like they're not like that. Now granted, you know, a few yeah. weeks, sure, they open in their eyes and they looking at you and paying attention to you. Of course. The baby's awesome. It's a, it's the gorgeous baby and everything. But just like... and so some of them are, some of them are too skinny, and then they they move their arms and they look like, they look like a praying mantis, and then some are too chunky and they look like a sumo wrestler. It, it's just it's so many very variables, and oh, Luke didn't get cradle cap. Thank God. Oh, that stuff stinks too. Oh, Bella got it. I was so mad at her. I mean, I was okay, 
when I started to like I just thought to put some breast milk on it. That makes it go away. Oh, wow. Uh, well, that's that's got to be a, 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 a fake. No, no, like, actually, no, no, no. That's actually breast milk has a lot of. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah when like, I had breast, Luke, milk, breast milk is magic. Yeah. Like, actually, what a lot of women will do is like they'll keep breast milk in the freezer. And like, if you seriously, if you had pink eye right now and you had access to breast milk, if you put a drop of breast milk in your pink eye, it will heal faster than, than the drops that you get from the antibiotics. If you get an ear infection, you put that breast milk in your ear, it will heal faster than the medicines they give you. If you get a burn, put some breast milk on it. So there's people I know who keep who will, that's why breast milk, you can make a lot of money to sell it because there's people who use it for medicinal purposes. Mm. I never did that because my the black in me just don't feel right doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, it's just, I, I admit, like yesterday we had a conversation with my friends came over yesterday and we had a conversation because, you know, and I was like, I'm black. The blackness in me will not allow me to put my breast milk in my baby eye. But you're white. You're you have the freedom to do that. The nigga in me just cannot. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, that's no disrespect. That's no disrespect. That's just the difference between our people. So, but um, yeah. But when Luke was a baby, a lot of stuff. That Francis is giving me the side eye. Uh, <laughs> you, Francis, you know I'm too black for certain things. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, certain things. If you when you have a baby, your pediatrician will tell you like, if you want, you can do this, but you don't have to. I just want to give you that suggestion. But if you were to look up medicinal purposes of breast milk, it's literally like better than Neurosporin or anything you can think of because everything that it's used, everything, a healthy woman, not a woman on drugs, none, but a healthy woman's breast milk is very, it's very great for you. So after people were like, some people were like, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. And other people were like, you're absolutely right. Fuck these little well, that's a little extreme. Like, I ain't saying fuck the babies. I'm just saying they all hit you. Yo, like, that's, yo, that's, the, that's, yo. that's offensive. Yeah, you can't it, be telling it, people fuck, fuck them ugly kids. Like, whoa. Why? Why? <laughs> yo, real talk. Real talk. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, I will tell you fuck your kid if your kid won't stop crying because they're colicky. So, oh, shut okay. that fucker See, the fuck up. Fuck that no, little kid. Be... It is four okay. o'clock in the morning. I just drove for 600 miles. That little kid better shut shut the fuck up. No, Make you, that little alive. fucker stop crying. And that's Damn. how you get some hands put on you. You's a lie. You get yoked up. You, you a whole ass lie. I would not. Where up? Uh, I suggest you bet not. Like, <laughs> I, you, I, you, yeah, he wasn't like, yeah. I wish somebody would have said that about one of your kids. So if um, your kids was crying too much, if I said, "Fuck your little raggedy ass kids, crying ass motherfucker," you, you would let me just say that and walk. Them, you wouldn't them say it house? like out. I wouldn't say it out loud where the parent could hear me. I okay, in your head, that's fine. Yeah. You okay. I'm about, I just, out loud. I, I out, out loud. I'm trying to help you soothe the little motherfucker okay, so we I'm can about both say, get through this hard time together. No, that's valid because that because you might think that about your own kid if you're oh, like yes. really like yes oh. like has a luke's three he he throws tantrums every once in a while and me and francis just look at each other like well, we want to do this one more time oh yeah that good old-fashioned <laughs> that good old-fashioned this motherfucker didn't go to sleep until it was right before it's time for me to go to work ass look like oh do we want to do this shit but um there was a survey <laughs> done of uh people you know probably white people but I'm sure they asked a black person or two. I, I've never been asked anything in these surveys, so I don't know how it works. But 
what age would they be more likely to adopt a baby? And uh, the uh, different areas was a newborn, three months old, or six months old. Overwhelmingly, people said that they were more likely to adopt a baby at six months old because it was more attractive at that age when they filled out and their head doesn't look like a cone anymore and, and, and they can likely maybe sit up and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, least picked was that. a newborn. Well, because because newborns are like a puppy. You Some people's newborns don't sleep at night and you got to train them like a dog to sleep at night and not during the day. Like newborns, you got to put habits in them. Mm-hmm. Like, I no. And that's no disrespect. I got a three-year-old, um, but he always. Why slept did you say no disrespect? Like niggas <laughs> gonna run up on you or something? <laughs> I'm trying to be a better person. I'm 35 now. That's my that's my goal to be a better human and Why? not hurt people. Nigga, feelings. you're 35. This is when you start to really turn into it. Like like you start to settle into that shit. Like, do you have you not seen what your granny was like when she was like? 59 and 60 and gave no fucks and was just asking all them outlandish questions. She settled into her ratchetness. She settled into her, I don't give a fuck about your feelingsness. If you change now, I swear to God, Nikki, don't you fucking change. I've known you for too fucking long for you to become a better person, Nikki. Don't do that shit. Now, y'all should listen to Unburdened while we talk about becoming a better person, but Nikki better not. Look at him. I'm trying to do good. Nah, nigga. Keep nah, selling nigga. drugs. <laughs> the community needs a drug dealer. You it's better get back on that block. It's part of the ecosystem, nigga. But Got seriously, that dope. <laughs> seriously, I have seen newborns that look like creature. Literally look like creature from yeah. um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Like they look like Dobby. Yeah. No, I seen a baby that looked like uh what's his name? When he first came out the back of that nigga head, uh <laughs> <laughs> he looked like I almost called that. He looked like Voldemort. Yeah, when he came. Yeah, I've seen babies look like Voldemort. And like, I've seen like, babies. Oh. I've seen babies look like Quato from fucking <laughs> Total Recall. No, oh, open your mind. Open your mind. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google that. I have. I have only seen. Total it looks so. Oh my god! I watched that like not too long ago, and it was just like holy shit. He's so greasy yes. and everything. Like it's just. Yeah, it was a baby Lana. and a man. It was like a, a baby fused to a dude. And, and I'm so not going to say... I'm looking this up. I'm not going to say it's the lighter the baby, the more chance you have of being just a red ball of fire, ugly face motherfucker. But the white babies that I've seen do look like oh. a ball of angry screamers. Like, it looks like <laughs> a howler from Harry Potter turned into a Because they don't have baby. any hair. Because they come out, they come yeah. out ball head. Mm-hmm. You know? And so they, 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 you know what? It doesn't Those, help. They tend to have uglier children and babies. I'm, you know, yeah. yeah it is what it yeah. is. <laughs> I, and I, I think that's the Lord, you know, just punishing them. But I'm just saying they tend to have uglier children. That's I mean, they even out saying. eventually, but I have seen some shit. Like, but they peak early too. That's why I, I know it's Star Fox. That's why at 30 they look 80. You know, I'm just saying. Thank you, Luke. He's showing me his Star Fox ship. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's Star Fox. That's his wait, favorite wait, video wait, game to wait, watch. Let me wait. Put him on real quick. Put him on real quick. All right, hold on. Okay. Luke, do you want to talk on the phone? Okay, hold on. Okay. Wait, hi, Luke. Saying, well, he can't. Hold on, so he can see you. Let's turn on the video. Okay. Luke, you see? Who hi, is Luke. That? Hi. So, I love Star Fox. Why Uh-oh. do you like Star Fox? Oh, wait, he can't hear you. Hold on. Let me do this. Give him the microphone. Give him the okay. headphone He's, so he can hear. Say something now. Luke, who's your favorite character right, hold on. in Star Fox? I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, now uh, talk. Hi. Hi, Luke. Who's your favorite character on Star Fox? Hey, Star Fox. Who do you it's, like? It's a ship. It's the ship on Star Fox. Do you like uh, Froggy or do you like Star Fox or he's gone? <laughs> he's watching. Who do you like the most on Star Fox, Luke? Do you like the fox? Mm-hmm. What sound does the fox make? It's not a fox. Oh, it's not a fox? It's the Star Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not a fox. It's a Star Fox. And mm-hmm. what does the fox say? <laughs> 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 conversations with a three-year-old you do not Very ask what does the fox say on this show um but yeah so <laughs> let me see ugly ugly newborns not ugly babies um cuties um oh yeah so yeah uh that nigga is now saying the covid is real and he hopes that we uh take time out to fight it together and apparently there's like some sort what? of what nigga? drug. Who know, who like, said this? Orange? Like like president. I forgot, I forgot you can't see my face. The 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 eye roll, the hard oh yeah, I forgot. We're not supposed now. to say mean things. Oh remember, nah. we can't say anything bad because yeah. that makes us just as bad as him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he calls black people the blacks. You know what? My homeboy <laughs> my name, name is literally his last name is Black. So he's like <laughs> he's talking about me and I'm white. <sighs> I the blacks, I've done more for the blacks than anybody. And my homeboy's like, he ain't lowered my taxes. The, so. the the only time I heard a white man say the blacks a lot was um on uh Curb Your Enthusiasm, but that's because the blacks fam- the that black family's last name was black. So when he said the blacks, he was a ret- referring to that family so that's the only time I've been okay with some white man referring to black people as the blacks because that was a last name but other than that I ain't okay with it oh but anyway is so so how's this COVID doing it's still there be on it's a COVID. Ventilator. his heart gonna be fucked up hey from what I hear they're he not really exposing just how bad it was the first couple hours or first couple days that he had it but you know whatever he the was... same way they did with that one nigga what's that one nigga who dead right now they went oh Herman tweeting Okay. Yeah, he he go, because okay look that nigga ain't gonna he if he makes it he's gonna be okay that's why i told someone just from his age alone and i know people my age fully healthy individuals go to the gym their lung capacities are jacked up and they got heart problems behind this i said he gonna come out he's gonna need to be on a walker with an oxygen tank and he ain't gonna be able to talk as much because he's gonna be out of breath and having heart palpitations. I was like, get it. I was like, he. Mm. So, you know, it is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. Should have wore a mask. <laughs> I mean, that kind 
Yeah, niggas know. dying of COVID every day. Hopefully you it. I mean, That's you know. <laughs> Let me see what else. What else? What else? Oh. Yeah, so um yeah, I need y'all to hear me when I say this. I just realized, hi, I'm Rashani. Y'all can call me Derek if you wanna. Um I just realized after like 40 years of two things. One, the in the back seat of your car, there's that thing in the middle seat that can pull down. Nowadays they put cup holders in it. Uh when I was younger, they used to put babies on top of it like it was a car seat. I don't know why. I just realized today that that's an armrest for the people Wait, who are what? sitting in the back seats. You know. You never knew that? I never knew that because I don't sit in the fucking back seat and nobody ever pulls it down. But one of the kids on our basketball team had a cup in his hand and I was like, yo, if you pull that thing down, it's a cup holder. And he pulled it down. There was a cup holder in it. And then he just rested his arm on it and kept looking at his phone. And I was like, oh, my God. I've never seen anybody do that before. Never. Act like a prison nigga seeing new technology. My mind was blown. <laughs> oh, I was I I almost tweeted. So about you can that talk shit. on the phone and they can see you. Yes, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. And y'all call so me and record it. Um, government always. I've been telling people the government listen. But yeah, that blew my mind. That really did. No joke. Like I was like, oh my god. I, you know what though, what makes me feel better is that there are still people out there who are learning that a uh, semi-charm type of life is about blowjobs and meth. So I'm okay with just finding out that this thing is an armrest. Um, really? That makes sense. Also, there are people out there who were just finding out the song There She Goes by Sixpence None the Richer is about heroin. So y'all go ahead and be uneducated about that shit and I'll be shocked about little things like the car seat and the armrest thing, okay? Okay. I, wait, are you being serious? There she goes, it's about heroin? You never knew that? No, well... Okay, I, hold on, let me hit up the lyrics like, real quick. I, I've had to do no, this I, 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 There she goes, there she goes again through my brain. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I used to sing that song all the time in elementary school. I mean, no, middle school. Yeah, that's the funny part. The fact that it was a middle school song that says, there she goes, there she goes again, racing through my brain, heroin, and I just can't contain this feeling that remains. There she goes, there she goes again, pulsing through my vein, and I just can't contain the feeling that remains. <laughs> there she goes, there she goes again, she calls my name, pulls my train, no one else can heal my pain. <laughs> Again, heroin. I'm sick. Only someone like this could heal it. And I just can't contain the feeling that remains. That's that the song. actually that's that song makes me I like that song even more. I know it didn't about heroin. Not, let me press the button. Uh that so. is so cool. That mean, but the semi charm kind of life makes sense because they were he was on drugs for a long time. And so I know makes, a lot of their songs. When he talked, and I I never I it never fails to amuse me when folks finally hear the fact that he said I bumped up and then I bumped again. Um, or the part where he's actually talking about getting a blowjob. People just want to hear the that chorus. I think that that's a quote from uh Andre and Hey Ya. 
Y'all don't want to listen. Y'all just want to dance. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's it's like uh, my mom when that one song to the window to the wall, she never heard <laughs> she never heard the uh, she's only heard it, I think, the edited version. And so Oh, she never heard she the didn't, sweat goes down my, my balls. Balls. So yeah, so she didn't know what skeet skeet meant. And me and my <laughs> sister one time, we were in the car. We we're like, what? And she was like, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. And we didn't think not to tell her not to say it because we were just like, don't sing that song. Like, you, you're too old for that. And we went somewhere and she's like, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> and then someone told her what it was. And me and my sister, ah, me and my sister got in trouble because she said that we let her walk around being crazy ah, saying skeet, skeet. I was like, well, I didn't know how to tell you that it meant, I don't know how to say that to my mother. So, yeah, like, that's an awkward conversation. Tell your mother when you're like 18. Oh, it means come, mother. It means come coming from a, it's an ejaculation. Like, I don't know how to say that without, like, feeling like she's going to beat me. So, either way, I got in trouble. So, to this day, she hates that song. She said, that's a nasty person song. I'm like, well, yes, it is. So, when I was (laughs) 12, maybe 13, it might have been 13, my mom had only heard the clean version of Gin and Juice. Mm. and oh. also well really the she had only heard the clean version of doggy style the whole album because every song was playing on the radio out here and so she decided to buy us the 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 album the cd and she fucking lost her mind when she heard the real lyrics of gin and juice she was like oh oh the filth oh my god oh my god and we were like, yeah, you never really paid attention, huh? She was like, you guys didn't tell me he cussed on this song. And we were like, we thought you knew. So there's really no way around it. Yeah, we like, you no knew. No more Mickey, no more. But the second such thing. a picky child. The second thing that um, I, I've known my whole life, but today it just dawned on me, was that a lot of people have been racist towards me and I never noticed it until it all just crashed on me today. It was literally like one of those moments in a movie at the end where they flash back on all of the different times that the villain was actually doing villainous shit, but you just thought they were a good person until the end when they're walking down the street scot-free. Yeah, there's a lot of white people who should- You're from Cal- well, You grew up in California, right? Yep. It's because we don't have, in California, the way that me and my cousins say it, is that we don't have in your face racism. No one's ever going to call you a nigger to your face in California. Like people can and probably will, but it's really not something that would happen to us. Mm-hmm. We have we have subtle racism where something will happen and you do that. Wait, was that racist or was that or is it in my head? So then well, no, you, I've had those. I've had those moments where I stopped. Are, are you don't are you don't catch it because you're just like not thinking about it. And then you go back and like you said, it's like how I didn't realize I was till I was older that my friends' parents were they let them come to my house because I had my parents on I don't I'm the, I'm not sure my parents had more money than them, but from the looks on it, my family had more money than yours. So I was an okay black kid versus the other black kids who lived in the neighboring apartment buildings 
those black girls were never invited to slumber parties and were always outcasts. It's because I lived in a nice house. I had a cat, two Cadillacs in my driveway. I had a motor home. My dad wore a suit. So I was the okay one. And the question and like, you know, things like that. And you don't realize it until you're an adult and you look back on it. You're like, oh, it's because I was perceived to be on your level. That's what it was. But as a kid, as a kid, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I, I wish we were talking about as a kid. I literally mean some of this shit happened when I was 25. Oh. Um, and oh. so, like, I was just oh. like, huh. The thing that kept happening to me when I was growing up, uh, the, the obvious shit, yeah, obvious shit would get me riled up anyway. But the, the shit that didn't dawn on me until today was all the white people who would tell me I look just like somebody I didn't look even close to. Like, I kept being told that I look just like Wayne Brady. I kept being told Wait, that I look just like Cuba Gooding Jr. I kept being told <laughs> that I look just like, like, look. an old face Cuba. You don't tell me I look like old face Cuba. <laughs> Wait, look, look, that could be in your favor. There is some white dude who worked at the Burger King near my college. He said I look just like Halle Berry, and anytime I rolled through, he would give me a free value meal. So I let him think it. I wasn't gonna correct that white boy. I used to get a free meal about four times, four or five times a week. But it wasn't until I was price. older that, I, <laughs> like, like today, that it dawned on me that they were saying in their own way that we all look just alike. I like my favorite is for black girls. If you're a pretty black girl, you get called. Instead of just saying, oh, you're pretty, they'll say you're pretty like and insert like Beyonce because Beyonce's popular. And you're like, but me and Beyonce look nothing alike. So you're mm-hmm. never pretty. You're pretty like, and they'll say something. But like, it would be rude for me to tell a white girl, you're pretty like Julia Roberts. No, she's she not pretty. I'm like sorry. But for, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Well, wait. I don't know. I'm just Julia throwing Roberts someone out there. Name that- one. I don't, I can't. She has, I, I don't know, but Julia Roberts, her lips. Well, name a pretty white weird. girl. I can't I think can't one off the top of my head. Not, not a pressure's on me, and I can't do it right now. It's like everybody's looking <laughs> at me, but I know that Julia Roberts has this lip issue where her, it's like her lips are so she fucking has Steven Tyler. In. I can't but even do my lips. They're wide like Steven Tyler. Yeah. No lips, but wide no lips. Like it's weird. Yeah. And it's she all, and she puts Tyler lipstick on, so she looks like the Joker. And <laughs> uh, you know who looked like the Joker? Okay, this won't give me a lot of trouble. Beyonce mama looked like the Joker to me. I don't care what nobody say. Tina Knowles looked like the fucking Joker. <laughs> I'm gonna look her up because I've I've don't oh, <laughs> no, she though. Know. Look up the Joker oh, and look up Tina Knowles. You can't tell me though they don't look alike. Oh god. <laughs> Because <laughs> oh, you know I'm true. Oh my you know, god! You ain't got to agree because you ain't got to lose your black card. But you know, I forgot what radio lady said that back long, long time ago. Because I was back when Beyonce refused to be around Rihanna way, way, way back before Beyonce was the Beyonce and on the radio she said forget you and your Joker looking mama and ever since and I was like Tina oh, do look like the Joker God. it was one of them New York radio stations like Miss uh, Miss Info or one of them back in the day they used oh, to clown wow. when they used to, when it was okay to clown uh, Tina Knowles but now you can't say nothing about her but I didn't forget them days 
like how Beyonce didn't know how to read until recently, but that's what I just, <laughs> you know, Beyonce can't Damn. read, right? That's not Beyonce slander. That's just that's on her parents because they didn't want her to read. They just wanted her to um to be rich. That's so, why she can't act. So <laughs> she can't speaking of Beyonce, story. oh god. Oh, so speaking of god. Beyonce, Megan The Stallion was on Saturday Night Live uh, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, on the background of her um her performance, uh, she had statements about um. Cameron, Daniel Cameron, I think, from um, the 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 a the attorney general uh, in Kentucky, um, and she was like, he's just like the um, sellouts, the 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 niggas who were uh, selling black folks into slavery, uh, and basically ended off with saying, protect black women. Um, Daniel Cameron is no different than the sellout Negroes who sold our people into slavery was projected on the screen behind them as they played the uh, song Savage. Um, I don't see anything incorrect about that. But then again, I'm not a hotep ass nigga because hotep ass niggas saw this and had thoughts. One of them is Megan Thee Stallion uh, gives a performance with a powerful message by saying we need to protect our black men and women since we were sold into slavery by savages and we need to stand up for our black men and women and then proceeds to sing the song I'm a savage. I roll emoji. Oh, I get it. We are now the savages they were and taught us to be. Got it. Or am I missing something? I don't understand, but I'm pretty certain that um, little nigga, Tory, uh, weaponized a lot of stupid or a lot of fake woke niggas to be mad about anything that Megan Thee Stallion does uh, at this juncture of her life. Um, But I don't see the issue with her saying that he's no different than the niggas who sold other black folks into slavery. Either y'all see any issue with her saying it? See, what I think the possible problem could be is that, and especially doing it on Saturday Night Live, is how white people try to throw that back at black people. Mm. They try to throw the idea that somehow their complicity in being here and experiencing what they've experienced and how they've benefited from what they've experienced on the backs of black people and other people of color, but specifically black people, that they try to absolve themselves of that because they had, you know, because those people, those European people, when they were negotiating, they were negotiating with black people to get other black people to come, you know, to come over and everything, you know, to, to be enslaved. So they, they try to use that against us, you know, when we try to say, look, y'all need to be different. And it's just like, well, what about what about how you guys got sold into slavery by other black people? Are you mad at them? How come you're not mad at the African people that are over there? Or what, you know, that kind of shit. That's the only thing where I could be where. But I know that's not what niggas is talking about. I know that's not they're not looking at it from how it could be misinterpreted by someone it could, it could be used it could be weaponized by someone else i don't think that's what they're on they're just it sounds like some some dirty laundry shit 
Like, oh man, don't be telling them that we sold each other into slavery. It's just like, okay, they did. Well, I mean, that, well, did. Well, that 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 did happen. Like, unfortunately, right, right. it did happen. It, 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 but like, it, you got to. Re- but like, I always tell people. But in the context of it, it's like. It's like when people don't want to acknowledge the whole reason why the United States did not want to be part of England no more is because they were getting rid of slavery. And it's like, and even in Europe and other places in South America, their concept of slavery and the indentured servitude was very different from how we did it here, where in Africa, they did have slaves. There's black tribes who had other black tribes of slaves, mm-hmm. but it was not a permanent situation. Eventually, you was going to get up out of here. Versus here, it was like, no, no, you were never going to get up out of here. Like, this was a permanent thing. So it's like, yes, we we sold out our own people. Some people did, not everyone. Help people still do that shit till this fucking day. It doesn't make mm-hmm. it okay. So because that's wrong, we got to no, it was wrong. We acknowledge it's wrong. But you were part of the wrongness, too. If this was a crime, you would go to jail, too. You were accessory. Well, well, he started stealing first. Well, then why did you, mm-hmm. you didn't have to, you didn't have to receive the stolen goods. So that's the same thing. So it's like, well, then if you don't want to be complicit, then you should have ended it or stopped it. So no, yeah, it started and then you never stopped. That's right. the problem. Did y'all know that uh, after the Civil War ended in 1865, uh, more than 10,000 Confederate Southerners left the U.S. and went all the way to fuck to Brazil in order to continue their racist slave-owning ways. Yes. And so now, in, Bra- in Brazil now, there is still a group, there are still descendants of those so-called confederados who maintain a presence in Brazil even today. Did you know that Brazil has the largest population of black people outside of Africa mm-hmm. in the whole world because of that? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people think, oh, there's all black people in America. No, there's more, there's more black people in Brazil than anywhere else in this whole entire world outside of Africa. But it's funny when we look at Brazil, you never really see black people. Unless it's yeah, that you young don't. lady who was on- you uh, don't. What was you that? really don't. There was that one who was like, I'm Afro-Latino, and they were like, that shit ain't real, and they, they clowned her for <laughs> it. The one who was on the uh, one of those loving hip-hop shows. Uh, well, no. like, going, because I going to Colombia and talking to Francis's family about Black people in Colombia, because there's Black people in Colombia, and talking to his family, because they actually, his cousin thought I was rich because I'm black and American, because he said their perceptions of Americans who are black is that we're rich and we're well off and we get, we get treated better than other people because they only know what's on the media. So when they see mm-hmm. black people, they see black rich people, they see celebrities, they don't know what goes on. So me telling them like what happens to black people, like they were like shell shocked. And I was like, well, how y'all treat the black people here? They're like, uh, we don't do that to them. Like we had to stop. Like years ago, they said like, what happened was the black people of Colombia were like, look, first of all, we're Colombian too. Yes, we're black, but you need to treat us with respect. So they said what happened was, is that the reason why you see more black or Afro stuff 
in within Colombia is because now they're sharing their culture through, without you can, they said you go to certain areas of Colombia you'll see way more black people they're like in Bogota you won't see them as much mm-hmm. because that's just not a part of the country they're at but they're like I, his cousin was telling me parts of Colombia that they're like he goes like yeah, if you go there you'll see tons of black people because that's just where they live because that's where they had more slaves but he was like saying how black people it's more ingrained into their culture and the that like they, he goes this is Colombia everyone gets treated like shit here but in general it's not like how the oppression it is here it's not it's not that bad he goes well we all kind of get treated like that so it's not a black thing it's the Colombian government thing Mm-hmm. And so like to someone to Colombia that when I told people I was going to Colombia, most people were like, you're going to the jungle? You're going to be in a jungle? Is that safe to take Luke to a jungle? I was like, I'm not going to a fucking jungle. I'm going to a city. <laughs> so because it's considered a third world country. People are like, is it safe to go to Colombia? I don't know, nigga. Is it safe to go to San Bernardino County in California? They got the number one murder rate. Like, <laughs> what does it matter? But in Colombia, I've seen... I fit I it was the first time me going somewhere and I felt that I felt weird because I didn't see any white people that was very weird to me not seeing white people and the white people I did see they were normally tourists so it mm-hmm. was and everyone was like my color or a brown skin tone so that was really it took me like a day or two to adjust to that to seeing brown and not a lot of white I was like well, I was like, where are the white folks at oh <laughs> I was like this is weird to me I was like, oh, now I, so and I, I kind of got an idea when my friends say you go to Africa for the first time, they said it catches you off guard because everyone's black and it takes you a moment to realize you're the, you're no longer minority, you are the majority. So I got that feeling when I went to Colombia, which made me want to go to Africa one day. I'm like, I want to feel like, I want to see what it's like to see people like me everywhere and white folks is not. <laughs> and you know white folks are just a minority I was like I would lo- I want to know what that feels like for my soul but I'm not surprised that they went down to Brazil that's I where wanna, all them Nazis went I want to go to mm-hmm. Sao Paulo mm-hmm. I, yeah <laughs> all the Nazis is down there I know a bunch of yep. Jewish kids and I was like I knew a bunch of white kids who were Jewish and they said they were and their parents were from Brazil and I was like how are you in Brazil they're like oh well World War II uh, the United States went and took us wouldn't take us so a lot of Jewish people went to Brazil and then they said after that then they said Nazis started showing up so the white people were like uh we got it the Jews were like we got to get up out of here and they said by that time America was letting Jews roll up <laughs> they're like uh-uh we gotta get the fuck up out of here the Nazis just showed up we left so there's a whole population of like white Jewish people don't forget all the Nazi people who were trying to escape the ones that we let come to America to help us out they mm-hmm. went down there so you know Nazis did get jobs here afterwards we didn't hate them yep. that much yeah that's that's like that's like it so no that's I mean that was like a whole plot point in Hunters the the, the Amazon Prime show oh when, I only seen the first episode I need to go back I'm okay but I, well, I won't say when I was no, 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 you, can, you can spoil it's, it I don't I don't yeah, care about we don't spoilers. care go spoilers. for it no yes but yeah but that was like a whole that, but the, yeah, like even the Brazil stuff, because I think there was a whole, there was a whole like, uh, like weapons of mass destruction kind of thing that they were creating and they were testing it on uh, Brazilian people or people in South America first, because that's where they were, you know, and then there were 
the the Nazis who had assimilated into American culture, changing their accents, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and they were, you know, and somebody worked for NASA and they, you know, the hunters had got to her. And so you had this, you know, these two things happening at the same time. You got the hunters doing their thing and then you got the FBI trying to figure out how these people are ending up dead because they're obviously like high level people and they're trying, you know, the, the FBI is trying to figure out what's going on with all this while the Nazis are trying to create like some, you know, bioweapon to kill uh, basically poor people. Well, it's just, it's like um, that one documentary about devil in plain sight where that one dude was a Nazi and he was over here living his life or whatever. And they, cause there were, there were people who were hunting down Nazis and he, that nigga, they had all of them people from the concentration camp saying that nigga was a Nazi and he lied about who he was, came over here, changed mm-hmm. his accent, changed his name, all of that. And I forgot how they ended up and he tried to pull the I'm too sick, blah, blah, blah. They can't mm-hmm. get me. They caught that nigga just riding a bike and shit one day. And I think he ended up getting in trouble. But his family, of course, took his side because they didn't know. I said, yeah, that was a thing. And I was like, but that's one of the things they try to teach you. Oh, no, people just paranoid. Like when they said for years, uh, where was crack coming from? How did crack get here? The government put crack here. Nah, niggas is crazy. Nah, nah, right. nah. Black people, they're just paranoid. What we find out? How to get here? Oh, thank you, President Reagan. Yeah. You put crack they let, in our they neighborhood. Let it- they let it come in you know like i I explained what gaslighting was like francis is like when people say gaslighting what does that mean i'll i explained to him what gaslighting was i said that's what they did to i said that's what they used to do to black people i was like when anytime we got into power i was like it's hindsight 2020 ask my grandmother when she rests in peace about um, martin luther king she said no she goes white people didn't praise him he was a terrorist she said these white people did not like him she said they didn't like him and she said you have black people who were like, no, don't associate with him. He's a terrorist and blah, blah, blah. And then she said, of course, 20 years later, oh, well, he was this, he was great. But they're like, but my grandmother said during that time, my grandmother said she just didn't understand really, like, was he a good person or not? Because she said, like, they were just like, she said, depending, she was like, I was in California. She goes, we were a little bit more open, but it was like, she goes, but you would see on the news that he was a terrorist. And, you know, and it is true they did go to his wife with him with pictures of white women and she said it doesn't matter like it is what it is the american government killed that nigga but yep. hindsight 2020 he was a good person but you ask black people that era they're like oh no 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 he was a terrorist like anytime i see a like i told my friends anytime your kid get free lunch thank the black person that was a black panther party that started that right I said, and, right and they were and they were helping white people in the neighborhood i said they don't want to teach you that i said the black panther party they weren't just helping black people anyone in oakland who wasn't who didn't have nothing they were helping people white black mexican i said they weren't a racist organization they were trying to help their community and a lot of the stuff that they did now we see in our schools that's where free lunch came from they was giving out free lunches they were the one mm-hmm. trying to help the community build wealth i said they had everybody up in there they just didn't have black people but you can't have a group of people trying to get an oppressed group whether it's all white or whatnot to think and try to get better because we got to put that down i said they gaslit them niggas and there it goes. But now, now it's now we're starting to see, oh, well, they weren't bad people. They weren't terrorists. But my mom, she thought they were a terrorist organization. She goes, I thought they were some crazy black terrorists because that's all I ever seen of them on the TV and the news. And she goes, mm-hmm. of course, years later, you find out all the good things they did for Oakland. 
Mm-hmm. And she goes, but that's not what I've seen on the news. And my mom's not a dumb person. She's just watching the news. Like, well, they must be bad if they're doing, the government's doing this. And she goes, oh, oh, that's just because the government's after you doesn't necessarily mean you're bad. It just means. Yep. The government wants you. The government wants to stop you. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's it's like the whole tax situation with that orange nigga, and people are like surprised. I was like, did you know that the IRS does not go after rich people because they don't have the resources? I was like, why do you think the IRS typically goes after middle class people? I said the IRS does not have the resources to go after billionaires and all of that. I said it's the people in the middle who get screwed when we don't do our taxes. We all know if you get audited one time, they're going to follow you for the next 10 years. You better not do nothing crazy on your taxes. I said they don't have the money to go after billionaires and stuff like that. They don't have the resources and the American government helps keeps them underfunded. Well, they'll never go after the real people who are doing fucked up things with their taxes. They, they know about it, but they're like, we don't have the resources to go after that people, but we'll go over, we'll go after the middle-class person over here who get, who's gonna be owing us money forever and who's barely making it, making $50,000 a year, but we're not gonna go after the billionaires. We'll just let them have their tax cuts and their loopholes and we'll just take their word for it. Because mm-hmm. our president basically was doing some sort of tax evasion and stuff, but IRS, even when, well, maybe he gets out of office, maybe, well, people will be coming for him, but the IRS ain't going to do nothing about it. They knew about that shit. They have it at they, they have it at their office. They knew that nigga was doing that all these years. Why'd they go after him? So, you know, we pause. So we always get the IRS after us. <laughs> One more thing that I wanted to uh, mention, and it's been on my mind. We we talked about uh, Harold Potter earlier in this episode, and um, he probably would have been a um, a Republican. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and we talked about uh, he, he really, you know what, you know what, he really would have been. He would have. He would have. He would have. Hermione, Hermione would have been with us, and that's where the friendship would have ended. Because she'd be like, hell no. Yeah, Harry Potter forgot about supporter. all the oppression and all the shit that happened. Because mm-hmm. that's what happens with motherfuckers. They they go through some shit or they experience some shit and then they forget about how other people are also experiencing it and turn into like bootstrap motherfuckers. But no, but like, he oh, never what? gave a fuck. Remember, he had that vault full of money and never helped out his broke ass friend. Remember mm-hmm. that. He never gave a fuck. His friend was over there having used books, used robes, used everything. That nigga could have helped him out one time. He ain't never. Harry ain't never helped him with shit. Harry just look at that broke ass. Harry didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he never did. Harry was a Republican. I'm gonna put that on my Facebook tonight. No, let me not. <laughs> Francis, I'm like, don't be star stuff, Nicole. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to be a better person, so I ain't gonna put that, you know. I might. We'll see. <laughs> but here's my uh, non-Harry Potter, Harry Potter hot take. So a lot of times we would discuss in regards to the books, who was the villain? Who was the person that J.K. Rowling was thinking about when she wrote certain people into the book? And she actually in interviews would say, yeah, I was thinking about so-and-so as of a person when I wrote this character. I was thinking about this person when I made Voldemort. Or I was thinking about this person when I made this person. In hindsight, she's Umbridge. I don't think she meant to be Umbridge, 
when she wrote about Umbridge, but the more I read about the shitty stuff that she's saying and the transphobic stuff she's saying and then the way that she's going about defending herself and how she's literally doubling down and all that kind of stuff with what she thinks just the sweetest way to go about it, she's Umbridge. And that shit irritates me more than anything else in the world because like we said when we did our villain list for 2019, Umbridge is literally the worst villain in TV, book, or uh, movie history. Uh, we have her number one with a bullet um, because everybody in their life knows somebody who reminds them of Dolores Umbridge. Um, so to find out that J.K. Rowling is Umbridge, just it doesn't really blow my mind at this point in time because she's so deep into her turn as just the horrible piece of trash that she is but it's just like damn did she know when she was writing it or is she aiming for it now that she's in the pot um but yeah that's that's the other thing that i was thinking about that blew my mind that i didn't get a chance to say earlier i don't really follow i don't really follow the things that she says because i i think it's for me she wrote a book she wrote a no, book no, no, recently I, about um, oh oh recently not the recently. Harry Potter books. Okay. She stopped she stopped writing Harry Potter books, but she's still writing books under a different name. And she wrote a mystery novel um, about a man who dresses up like a woman to kill women. Yep. Uh, because she's her thing has always been that trans uh, women aren't women; they are just there to sneak just attack our our kids and just all this horrible shit and so she wrote a book about it recently um and so i think i seen you post something about that that sounds vaguely familiar like i think for me which i guess i see has a since i read these books last year i don't have a I don't care for her as a person Mm -hmm. and i it actually it makes me sad with all this stuff not I, I, not sad, but it makes me feel bad for people like you and like who grew up or went through these Harry Potter phases when they were going on and developed a relationship and cared mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And then it's like someone's breaking your heart. It's like when I was a kid, I thought Madonna was awesome. Turns out mm-hmm. that bitch is racist as fuck, like Scar, black kid, mm-hmm. and nigger. It hurts me. Mm-hmm. It really hurts me sometimes. It's like someone like Madonna that I thought was the shit. And I really liked. And in my adulthood, you find out she's a horrible person. And Elton John was right the whole fucking time. But it's like, <laughs> I can see, that's the only thing I can think of is a person that you you thought was speaking for you and cared about you and all this stuff. And then you grow up to find out like, oh no, they're a horrible person. And it does mm-hmm. break your heart because that was a role model. Not even a role model, but someone that you felt it's like Kanye that broke people's hearts. Like it was like you thought he was for us, and then you're like, oh, okay. Like we like, oh, we know he's crazy. That's just Kanye. But then you're like, oh no, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Kanye is okay. And then you have to wrestle with the is it he's crazy? Is it is it the bipolar or what is it? And you have to wrestle with all those demons. But with her, it's just I, like I see it in the news. I'm like, damn. I'm happy I read this shit as an adult because I can just toss it away and never and not mean anything to me. But people who are emotionally invested for the past 10, 15, 20 years, that's a whole different thing. And you not know? just people like me, I'm I'm a cisgender uh heterosexual male. Okay, that's fine. This book 
I loved it. The movies, I loved it. She's shitty. It burns a bit. It stings. I'm not going to fuck with her anymore because I know other people who are LGBTQIA right. who grew up reading these books yeah. and loving these books and then find out that the author of this book fucking hates you. Yeah, right. And they are yeah. devastating. Yeah. You have to, like, it's a whole entire thing with Kanye. It's like, I like for me, as a person who loves Kanye, you, to me, I'm like, I can, at a certain point, Kanye doesn't exist to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. I love Kanye up until this album. Anything after that, Kanye doesn't exist. So when I mm-hmm. see people posting about Kanye or he does something crazy, I don't acknowledge it because I was like, I have decided that he does no, he no longer exists to me. And it is painful. I was like, Kanye is someone who was like, who helped me through college, like, you know, has in my adult life. I was like, it's very hard because it's like, it hurts. It's a, it's a punch to the gut, especially when he, like you said, if you're a part of the community that she hates, like that she doesn't like, or she doesn't approve of, it's like, then, you know, for me, I'm like, even oh, if you felt oh, that no, way, why no. don't you just it's, shut the hell up? It's 100% like, just, she doesn't, she, she hates like she, um, oh, yeah. on, yeah. on September 24th, uh, she went out and said that she is now, uh, well, basically she went out and plugged a store, an online yeah, store saying everybody should shop there, yeah. a transphobic store where they had buttons that said stuff like, fuck your pronouns and, uh, yeah. other, other stuff like lesbians don't have penises, all this real evil, hateful shit. Yeah. And so I, when you got people who, I mean, I love Kanye's old music too. I, I do. We still listen to some of Kanye's music. Yes. It pops up on a playlist. We're like, hey, you know, hey, hey, Flash right. and Mike used to be my shit. Uh, uh, his Power gets me album, through a bad work Power, day. If a like, boss, all of when them. I hate my boss, but I gotta it, play Power. It gets me through the day. But when it's day. all said and done, <laughs> Kanye is just an idiot who said really stupid things about Black folks and slavery. I know trans people who cried the first time they walked into Harry Potter's land in, in Universal Studios. Right. I know people who literally broke down into tears, taking pictures like this. This was the place where they felt was so inclusive. They felt yeah, like, like, like yeah. Hogwarts was made for them. Like they read into it. Like when she said the Dumbledore was gay and when she said all these yeah. things after the story was written, she just enmeshed herself deeper and deeper into their soul. So to turn around and be like, psych, bitch. Mm-hmm. Right. A, yeah, that's why, that's why I think I was so confused when all this stuff started coming about, like, like in the last year or so. I think I was really confused. I was like, but I thought these characters were this. I thought... Okay, but but I forget my ignorant mind. You can be okay with gay people and not like trans. Mm -hmm. I forget that. Right, right. And it's like, like the company I work for, they're very, very, very progressive to the point that it's oversensitivity where they want to be like, we like everyone, blah, blah, blah. So it's one of those things of they're so out there that it's, it's a high sensitive situation. And one of my coworkers um, I don't know. I don't like when, when white people on your first week just open up to you too much. I feel like they try oh to trap you. So no, like no, seriously, what my team lead, I don't trust her because the things that she told me about how she feels about certain things, mm-hmm. I don't trust it. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Because and I know it's wrong to do that, but I tell people but it's because I've been in situations where you thought this coworker cared about you, and then six months down the road, you in HR about to get fired yep. because you had a conversation with them and you thought we were good. So she be okay. So for example, when you sign up for your profile for whatever, so 
after you get hired, they send you your profile and they tell you, fill it in. What do you like to be called at work? I like to be called Nikki. So all of my stuff is Nikki Scott. It does not say Nicole anything. Cause I said, Nikki's my preferred name. And then they also put your pronouns. So I made the comment to the white girl. I was like, I say, can you explain to me the pronouns? I said, I said, I'm coming from a very ignorant place. I was like, cause I don't understand between the differences and I want to make sure I'm picking the right one. So I don't a make myself look dumb and b offend someone for picking the wrong pronoun. And I was like, mm-hmm. can you help me with that? Because I'm being honest. I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. confused. I don't know. I'm the old person. This is new to me. So you have to teach me. And you know, she told me, she goes, well, between you and me, like, you know, I feel that I can trust you. And we're, I feel we're kind of the same person. I'm a very conservative Christian, but I'm not a Republican. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. She goes, I don't believe in, I don't support Trump. I'm like, okay. And she goes, cause you know, when people think conservative, they think Republican. I was like, not really. I was like, teach its own. I don't, I'm, you know, whatever. She goes, but it's against my religion and my values to go by these pronouns. And if you want to go by them, you can, but I don't agree with them. And I'm just giving you my take. And I said, oh, okay. She goes, well, how do you feel about pronouns? I said, I don't feel anything because I don't understand it. It's like, ask me, how do I feel about physics? I don't feel anything because I don't know anything about physics. Mm -hmm. You would need to teach me. And then she, and then she went on her spill and I was just like, so obviously you're not going to help me. So I went and asked my boss. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to offend anyone. Could you explain which, what is they, them? I, I just want to make sure I pick the right one because I'm not familiar. And then my boss helped me pick my pronoun. And, and we were done because I was like, mm-hmm. I, I just want to make sure I'm not offending anyone. But to me, I don't care. Is When I say I don't care, I don't want people to think I don't care about them as a person. To me, it's not an argument. It's not, if mm-hmm. you feel a certain way, it's not my job to take that from you because it, it is what it is. But, you know, for you to sit there and say things about trans people, it's really none of your business. If you right. don't, you, I, 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 I've, inter, I probably have interacted with trans people and didn't even know. But mm-hmm. I can't say I don't like a group of people that I don't know anything about. I don't know any, I, I don't really know anything about them as a personal one-on-one person. I know what trans means by definition, but I don't know anyone like that to come up with, a, with reasons to hate them. I don't, you, I'm more like, you mind your business, I mind mine, and you, you a good person, I'm a good person. I don't care what it is. If you identify as a tree, I don't give two shits. That's fine. If you want me to call you tree, I call you tree. Let's go group. We, we good. Like, and I think that's what a lot of people, they feel that you have to be one side or another. And I'm like, sometimes it's okay just to be, I don't know. And I'm okay with it, but we're in a society. It's like either one or the other. You're either hundred percent or hundred percent out. I think that it's also the folks who, that I've experienced will say, I don't know. But then when somebody when they will ask somebody, they'll say, I don't know. And they'll ask somebody for insight like you did. But then when somebody tells them and they don't want to hear it, they're like, I I don't agree with that. Like Mm -hmm. you can't be a person who's trying to learn uh, or, or trying to educate yourself. And then you ask somebody else to take the time and put in the labor to educate you about something. And then when they go through all of this, you cut them off with a curt, I don't agree. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't think that's the way that things should be. And there's a lot of folks who are like that. And yeah. 
So that's as a black person, I can't do that. You know how many times a white person's asking my opinion on something and I explain it to them and they go, Well, I don't agree. Well, fuck you. I didn't ask you. Ask me. (laughs) So yeah, and that's what and that's and I think that's where my perspective on things are. It's like, okay, if I ask you something, I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not a trans person, but if I'm asking you, I'm asking because I care and I want to know. How am I not gonna agree with something that you tell me is this? That's what it is. Exactly. Like like that's the if you don't like it why or go ahead go ahead sorry no no it's like if you you already knew you didn't agree before you asked me that's how i feel about it Mm -hmm. you are you just wanted to tell me to my face you are you already felt that way what the fuck you asked me for right and why does it and why does any of that stuff have to be agreed upon any day some anyway some stuff is just fact this is a trans person and that's it that's a trans person there's no disagreement about it it's just this is who that person is and that's who you are. It's like nobody's running around and saying, well, I don't agree with heterosexuality. Like, that's stupid. Like, you know, I don't agree that you're a cisgender person. Like, that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's just... It's, it's just like it's, it's, it's like us having conversation. If we were talking about a salad, I know, I don't agree with you. Caesar salads are trash. That's, yeah, we could have, we could talk about that, but you can't tell me your experience has a black gay straight female because i don't know what it's like i know what it's like to be a black straight female i know what it's like to be a black straight female who dates a white guy i know what that's like i know what it's like to date a black guy because i've dated black guys too but i've also met black girls which is my pet peeve they see i'm with a white guy and they automatically see my hate black men and they will start their conversation about how black dudes are trash Oh, it happens a lot. People don't realize it because if you date other black men, they won't say it to you. But since I date a white man, you think I hate black men. And that's a, and it happens more than what people realize. And I'm like, why would you see my hate black men? Huh? My dad's black. I got black male cousins. I love black men. I think black men are great. Why, why would you assume I hate them? Or I don't like them. Or I have issues with them. And then normally that cuts them off guard and they'll go into their reasons why they don't like black men, which are all personal issues or things, trauma they had. I'm not going to take that, their trauma away from them, but that's a thing. As I always tell people, it's when you date out your race, sometimes there's things ascribed to you that, no, I, I don't have a problem with black men at all, actually. And you, and you be surprised. And that's not something I'm going to argue with someone with. Like when people like, like I've been asked before, do you think white men are better than black men? I was like, no, I think all men are the same. Actually, any man can lie, cheat, steal and beat you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was like, I'm not saying, I was like, I don't think one's better than the other. That's a person by person basis. (laughs) I can, you know, I said, I can't say one's better than the other. I haven't dated every black man. I'm pretty sure there's black men just as good as the white man I got. I just didn't meet them. Right, right, right. But like, but but people want to have that conversation. So it's the same thing. Like, well, don't you think trans people are this? No, actually, I don't. Oh well. Oh well, that's surprising. Oh, yeah, Yeah, that's surprising. I would have thought. I would have thought just you know. I thought that you know, you know. Oh yeah, and and that's all they say. You know. It's like the white girl at my job. I guess she she assumed that I would agree with her. And when I said, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really have one way or another about pronouns because I don't know what they are and I'm trying to understand them. But she just went into her religious reasons why 
and for me that was a red flag I'm like well you never answered the question I didn't ask you your opinion I asked you what the definitions were so obviously we're not going to get there today thank you never having this conversation with you again and I will watch all conversations with you going forward and yeah because she's a problem yeah she's trying to slip slip you up yeah Yeah. like she's gonna catch you slipping like you pop off like if you had said something the wrong thing the moment that she feels like she could use it she could be like well well Nikki said you know if you had came out and said something yeah she would yeah she yeah, would catch you slipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I it was had, one of those um, things. I was like, I only know you for eight hours, girl. We ain't cool like that. I only, <laughs> I only know you for eight hours. That was a white woman hours. at my job who, um, and it's it's always little things that that just like make your like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. For me, it was this white woman who was my trainer, I guess. Uh, like in the first week, he was like do you like music and i was like yeah i like music and she was like my favorite song right now is big sean's i don't fuck with you oh and then she just starts rapping it and i don't know why but i'm just looking at her like i know just hearing her rap and i know i know and i oh i had i remind me remind me remind me because i just had this conversation a little while ago too on this shit pissed me off um but hearing her talk i hearing her rap I know she says nigga. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she does. She says nigga. I put my money on it. And I put so, my money on it. And so I'm like, okay. That was the first thing that made my the hairs on my neck stand up. The second thing was when she got mad at me, uh, because I when she was done training me, for some reason I had messed up on an invoice and the person I that I sent it to emailed myself and then cc'd this other person on it and this other person was like see Derek, blah 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 you made this mistake and you shouldn't have done this that and the third and i was like you're not my trainer anymore you shouldn't even have been on this email she didn't respond so i went over to her office to tell her and as soon as i walked over she was like we could just talk to the manager and then when we were talking to the manager she was like you owe me i taught you everything you know you owe me and i was like oh so you think you have ownership over ownership me because, over me yeah so I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't I don't I don't need this. That was like uh two or three weeks into me working there. I've been there now for six years and it's still like I don't fuck with this person because you seem like the type of person who will literally talk shit about somebody else behind their back to see what I'm gonna say. So then you can talk shit behind my back. I've always been the person who feels like if you talk shit about people to me, then you're probably talking shit about me to people. Like that's hundred percent true. There's no other way that I can look at it. When you're like, what do you think about this person? I feel like you're talking to them like, what do you think about Derek? Well, he mm-hmm. said this about you. Yep. Shit starters. Not yeah. It's, for it. it's like the, the white girl on my job. She was like, she gave me a talk because I was telling her something about my last job. I was like, oh, this is the first job I had where there wasn't a Nicole Scott. And I was telling her how there was another girl at my job named Nicole Scott. And I was... I said, because I was, uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called when you're let go and they give you severance? No, no, no. When you get a severance package and you're let go. The golden handshake. Yeah. Yeah. I got a severance, too much severance package because my position was being eliminated. But the same week that happened, another Nicole Scott got fired for fighting in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, so it was just mass confusion during the, during our process. Cause she was terminated. And I was like, 
you know, phased out and it was this huge thing and we had to get it fixed because they called me about it and I was confused because I was the wrong Nicole Scott. So I said it was this whole thing and I was telling her, I was like, I was, and I, I, I said, I was telling a friend about this. My friend goes, oh my gosh, that'd be so funny if you, if it was you, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was like, yeah. So then she said, you know, that story makes you sound aggressive. I was like, what? Mm. She goes, well, that's because how they, that's how they go. And then I was like, how do I sound? She was like, your friend said it'd be funny if it happened, if that was you. And you, because I think my response was like, I know, right? And then she goes, because that makes you sound aggressive. I was like, but I didn't fight anyone in the workplace. I wouldn't fight anyone in the workplace. But she goes, I know, but you joking about that, that can perceive that people might think you're aggressive. And then I was like, oh, okay. I just said, oh, okay, because I'm not going to, you know, whatever. And then she goes, let me give you an example about how people get the wrong idea. Because she was like, I don't want people getting the wrong idea about you. And she told me her first week of working there, she got pulled into HR because there was a, a dude in there speaking Farsi. And she knows Farsi. And she was speaking Farsi to him. And another coworker said that she was making fun of the guy, of the Muslim guy. And so she got pulled into HR. And it was this whole big to-do. And to me, the whole time she's telling me this story is if, is I really, I was like, cause she goes like, obviously she didn't lose her job, but she was just like saying that like people will perceive things the wrong way and you can get called into HR and lose your job. And I'm all like, so someone heard you speaking Farsi and they thought you were making fun of someone. And she goes, yeah, but that's not what happened. And me and the guy, like after that, I just stopped talking to him because I didn't want him you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm all like, that's a real, real odd thing. I was like, well, number one, you're a white girl. You said from the Midwest, you know, Farsi, that's weird. I mean, that's just shocking. But, you know, so her tell me that story, all the red flags went off in my head of, oh, gotcha. Keep it very, don't, because she's my trainer. I'm like, keep it very, you know, and I think she's probably had issues with people on the team because she keeps mentioning how people on the team are very sensitive and you got to be very careful how you talk to people on the team because everyone on the team is very sensitive and they get yeah. offended very easily. But everyone on the team I talk with, very like fun and like didn't get any of that from them. So I'm like, so in the back of my head, I'm like, something must have happened <laughs> because I was like, we well, you know you talk to people and you're just like, Hmm. Hmm. I'm like, okay, note to self, trouble coworker. Just keep it vanilla and what you do this weekend? Nothing. Watch TV, watch a little mm-hmm. Hulu. That's it. <laughs> I was, I was that, so like in your first week of work, you know, it's good when you find these people early because sometimes it takes you a couple of months and you, or you find out too late. So I just did the, got it. And the black girl on my job who's on my team, she kind of, she did the, because we're all, we're all remote and we were talking on the video chat. She's like, she said it without saying it. Watch out for that one. You know what I mean? When the, you know, when you're black coworker, you're like, how do you like everybody? She goes, everybody's good. Some people are funny acting. You'll figure it out. You know, the funny acting person just watch out and I was like got you she's like you got it I was like I got it and conversation and we moved on <laughs> I was like you see me I see you I was like I was like I always go to the black co-worker so what's going on around here so, yeah? okay we good <laughs> so what's it what's it really like <laughs> so uh I'm in a group of uh video game enthusiasts 
who are Ooh. building or who aren't building, but who have bought huge arcade cabinets. And I've already talked about. Uh, oh yeah, like, your arcade cabinet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a part of that group, and we uh, have meetings uh, every Wednesday or something like that. We just talk about things that are happening, mods and fixes for uh, the hard the software that's already in the cabinet, things of that nature. It's dope. Um, in the meeting that happened on Wednesday, there was a guy who was in there talking about um, how the owner of the company was less than polite to him when they talked on the phone and via email um, and how the owner's attitude isn't always the best. And another guy chimed in and, and agreed. And then another guy chimed in and agreed. And then I said, yeah, when I talked to him, his attitude was like this, that, and the third. Four people. One black guy, three white. You shouldn't have said nothing. going, right? Yep. I, I was going to say, you fucked up. You're supposed to go, oh, okay. The white guy, <laughs> one of the other white guys who was just in the chat, just listening, like he hadn't said anything, hopped in and said, wow, tell him how you really feel, Derek. Why are you so angry about this? And I'm like, bitch, like, there's three other people who literally just talked before I talked, and I'm the angry. Oh, oh, okay. I forgot. We don't know each other that well, and y'all got me crossed up in this group. If y'all think mm -hmm. that I'm gonna be the angry black guy just because that's what y'all need. Um, later on, on Thursday, I believe, another guy from that group tags me in a post. Now this guy uh, tags me in a post in regular Facebook. And I'm like, okay, that's weird because I've never actually been tagged by him for anything. Um, he's tagged me in Facebook to say uh, that he was called racist for listening to con listening to rap music uh, that had the N word in it. And I hate that. Don't White dude, right? Mm-hmm. I hate when white dudes, I mean, white people do that. Call a black friend. Am I racist? Nigga, I don't know. My response is, I don't know. I wasn't there, probably. <laughs> and so he um, he tags me in it uh, and says, okay, I'm shocked and appalled because I was called racist for singing this very popular song, What's Our World Coming To? You sing a song, and here's the thing that caught me, and the actual lyrics, and then you're targeted as a racist. And trust me, this is a very mild song from what could be playing on the radio today. He was singing Gold Digger by Kanye. And so I was the first person response to tag me in it, and I was like, um, did you sing the chorus? I was like, let's be clear. Did you sing any of the parts where he says nigga in this song? Did you say any of the parts? And he said, yes, it's part of the song. I'm not standing there screaming the N-word. I'm literally sitting in my truck singing with the music on the radio. Does that target me? And I said, you said nigga, and these, these people heard it. Then they have whatever, they have a right to believe you to be whatever they want to. Want to. And honestly, you just put yourself in the situation. And he was like, it was his daughter who heard it. And I was, and he was like, I guess now we need to delete and trash every song that says words others are appalled at. And I was like, if that's what you want to take from this, so be it. But I don't know what to tell you, except you tagged me in this post hoping that I would say that it was okay for you to say the word nigga. And you had to know I wasn't going to do that. And then another white person hops in and says, 
I'm with you. This song is one in a song is one thing because I would never call anybody that word to their face, but I can say it in the song. You best believe that if you don't want white people, <laughs> why do we do word, this? Don't why, put it in your music. Why do white people have to have this conversation? It's like, kind of hard to call know, white per to call a white person a racist if they're listening and enjoying music of somebody else from a different race. Uh, there's white dudes married to black. No, there's white dudes right now married to a black chick who are racist as fuck. Yes. Well, Francis's daddy married to an immigrant. Francis's mom was on the deportation list when they got married. He fucking hates immigrants and he hates Latinos, but he married a immigrant who was on the deportation list from Colombia. And he still talks about immigrants and Latinos to this day in front of his wife. So what is it, what, what does it matter? Because people make it, people will make an exception, quote unquote, for what they put, for what they with sometimes. I Doesn't make it this, okay. I think that this guy thought that I was like this other guy who he tagged in this post because the this black was after dude? I was gone. Yeah, another <laughs> black dude. There were only two black dudes in the post and five They're white his people. two black friends. And yeah, so, two black friends. And I had to tell him, I'm not one of your friends. You shouldn't even tag me in this shit. But the other black dude showed up. Chuck, or name. I've known you for many years, and I can say with confidence that you're not a racist. It's one thing to sing along with the song. I can't say with confidence any of my white parents. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's one thing to sing along with the song, and it's a whole different thing to just walk around calling people that word. My view is that Kanye made millions off that song, and he knew not just blacks would hear and enjoy the song oh or sing God. along to it. Oh, God. I'll never understand how we, black, oh how we, God. Is, his, is he black. married to a white woman? I'm sorry to pull that stereotype. He got a white wife, don't he? I don't know. I'll never understand how we, parentheses <laughs> blacks, can go around calling each other that word and be fine with it. But when a quote unquote outsider says it, all of a sudden we're offended. If white shouldn't say it, neither. He got a white wife. That's I guarantee my opinion. You. And he hate black women. He got a white wife and I he hate, hate black oh women. Oh my God. I and I. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. He fits the stereotype of the black dude who, who I bet you look <clears> him up. He got he only date white women, <throat> and he'll talk shit about black women like a dog <clears throat> with a with a black mom and a black sister at home, and his white wife probably say racist shit all the goddamn time. Like well, to him, to, to him, him. Or, like, or call my, him out his name, and then like once my, he finally gets fed up, he goes. Crying to black people that she that she's so racist and he her called her, me nigga in bed. It's yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. So like honestly, okay, I have but a the lot motherfuckers of white profile picture him standing with Ice Cube, the okay. dude who said black so, folks shouldn't be able to say nigga. He's with Ice Cube. Who have you not heard Ice Cube's music, bro? Like he's pretty. I Ice Cube don't really like white people half the time. He don't like black folks half the time either. So yeah, you know, he one of them five percenters. He don't eat poke. You know, he's you know, he got a lot of. I I don't agree with that. Like it's okay. Me and Francis went to a Kendrick Lamar concert a couple years ago. Um, since we live in Arizona, of course, the majority of people there are white. So when mm -hmm. we're there, Kendrick Lamar does say the N word. Where we were sitting, we were surrounded by white people, and I noticed once they seen me, they kind of. Anytime a song came up with the N word, they looked at me like, what was she gonna do? And then like Francis was getting annoyed, like, what the fuck is their problem? I was like, you have sense, Francis. That's that's the problem. And I was like, okay, do I like them saying the word nigga when Kendrick Lamar says it in a song? No. But let's just be realistic here. 
if I didn't, if I was going to fight you, it's me against 50 of you. So what am mm-hmm. I supposed to do? Argue with you? So probably in their head, they probably use this story as, I was at a Kendrick Lamar concert. There was a black chick there with her white boyfriend. Anytime I said nigga, I would look back at her and she didn't say nothing. So it's cool. I'm pretty sure this story is probably being used as we speak to justify them saying it on a Facebook post right now. And it's not that I'm okay with it, but it's just like, well, what do you want me to do? I, like, mm-hmm. if, if we're one-on-one, if I, we walk down the street, like I had white bosses who were like in their mid forties and they grew up on NWA. And I know they listen to NWA because I walked into their office when their music was still on and they cut it off real quick and there was no conversation about it. I don't, maybe they say nigga, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but there wasn't like a, oh, so you like NWA? It was more like, oh, I listen to NWA. Yeah, grew up on it, you know, child of the late eighties, early nineties. And then that was into the conversation. Yeah, because they're so, not going to call you into the office and be like, Nikki, tell them that it's okay for me to say it because Ice Cube says it. This motherfucker literally pulled me into a post and was like, give me permission. Right. No, yeah. I'm not giving you permission. If, you, if you're if you so righteous in it, then what do you need? Because if you said no, he was going to argue with you. It's that whole entire concept of I'm going to ask you about something and when I say an answer I don't like, I'm going to be like, well, actually your answer is stupid. So even mm-hmm. if you and the other black firm are like, actually you can't, they're going to go into the, well, this is why I should. So then why are we having the conversation? Because you don't want a discussion. Oh, yeah. No, when to I told say, him he was out of pocket for saying it, oh, the white woman who came in behind me and said it got like hella likes from him. Like, okay, dude, you know yeah, you're out so of pocket. And you know you're out of pocket for asking all these white folks what they think about another white person being able to say the word nigga in fucking the Midwest of racism. Like, you know you're out of pocket for all of this, but I'm going to tell you you're out of pocket. And if another black person comes out and says that you're not out of pocket, then you know what? They're out of pocket too. Well, it, we, you don't get the same courtesy. It's like the job that I walked out of last year. I had a crazy coworker. When I started working there, she was pregnant. And I remember her saying how her husband doesn't help her with the kids or anything and how stressful it is or whatever and how they don't have a lot of money. Like money was a constant issue. So I remember like, I think what is disability only pays six, six or eight weeks of 60% pay. So that's the amount of time she took off for maternity leave instead of taking the 12 weeks and the six weeks with no pay, because she said like her family couldn't afford it, blah, 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 yada, yada. Her husband doesn't make a lot of money. I get it, whatever, no big deal. Well, flash forward a couple of months later, our job sends out an email saying, with the new benefits, one of the things that we discussed is maternity leave. If you have a baby, you will get 10 weeks, 100% pay. We will retroate to this date. Well, of course she didn't meet the retro date, right? She was off by a whole month. So when she seen the email, which it was the first, you know, I knew she seen the email because it was the first thing you see in that morning when the emails they send and at night. So when you wake up, you come to work, it's that 5 p.m. email. So we have a meeting a little bit after that. So we're in a meeting with my boss. It's our normal daily stand-up meeting. And this white girl was a bitch all the time anyway. So, but this time, but I knew she read the email. I knew this would be an issue. So I'm going over my, what I'm doing. And the white girl kept picking at everything I was saying. And I was like, hey, is there a problem? Is there, is there an issue? And she burst out in tears saying, well, yes, there is. I was like, well, what's the issue? What happened? She goes, well, you're going to get married next year and you're going to have a baby next year and you're going to benefit from the new policy. I, I got behind my bills and blah, blah, blah. And me and my husband barely made it because we don't benefit from that policy and people like you get to. I was like, hmm. 
what are you? And I said, what are you talking about? I'm not pregnant. What, what are you talking about? She goes, well, you said you want to have another kid and you're going to benefit from this. And she was in a crying fit. And I was like, you're mad at me because of something that hasn't happened. And she goes, well, we all know you're going to have a baby eventually. And I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, what are you, how do we get in my brain? I'm like, okay, Nicole, take a step back. She's going to win this argument. So my boss dismantles the meeting, right? Goes like, you know what? Let's, you know, told her to stay and she stayed in the boss in the in the room with the boss and cried. And then afterwards, my boss called me in and she goes, Nicole, you got to remember, she's under a lot of financial strain. Her husband doesn't make a lot of money and they just had a second baby. And I said, pause. I don't have anything to do with her reproductive system. Per her conversations, she planned this pregnancy because she wanted her kids to be a certain amount apart. When people say planned, I assume that you were putting money into a bank account. I'm sorry that she can't afford two kids in daycare. I don't have anything to do with her home life or her financial situation. So it's not fair to me that she's doing this. My boss goes, well, Nicole, you need to be sensitive to her situation. I was like, but why? I said to her home life? I said, I don't, I'm not being sensitive to something I don't, I have nothing to do with. So of course my boss was upset that I wasn't being sensitive to her. And for the rest of the day, anyone who would listen to her, she kept bringing up how Nicole's going to benefit from this maternity leave situation. And she got special privileges for the rest of the week because we had to take into account that she was going through emotional distress because she wasn't going to benefit from this maternity leave that, which who said I was, I wasn't pregnant, who knows? So then my uncle, my uncle gets diagnosed with a terminal cancer and dies. I come to work one day upset and I get told to suck it up. And you know, that's a personal matter. That's when I put in my, I, I uh, quit immediately. And I said, I can't work in an environment like this. I said, she gets to cry because she can't afford her bills and she has b- bad money management systems. But because I'm a little upset and I'm not performing as good today because my uncle died of cancer and I get told to suck it up. This isn't my the best place for me to work. And I just walked out and they, of course they do that. You can't do that. I just did because why I have a savings account and me and my boyfriend make sure to save our money so I can walk out of a job. And then, you know, I got my shit and left and that was the end of that. So, uh, you know, but it's, we have to be, you know, we have to worry about their feelings, but our feelings don't matter. So yeah. your feelings about not him, him not liking nigger, I'm not, he, he wants to say my nigga or whatever in a song. You have to be sensitive to the fact that he wants to say it. He doesn't have to be sensitive to the fact that that meant I offend you. It may make you feel a certain way. And you might be one of those black people who don't even like that word. So we don't have to be sensitive to your situation, but we have to be sensitive to their situation because of whatever reason. So that's just the way they feel it is, which is that right? No. But in society, that's what we have to do in a workplace or even with personal friendships. Because if you point out the hypocrisy, then you're aggressive. Mm-hmm. You're angry. Yep. So like, you know, that, so my new job, I'm happy we're remote until they said at least January. Because, I, you know, I don't, I don't turn on my video half the time. <laughs> I just keep the headphones on in meetings and do what I got to do. I, I like there's no office banter. There's no one to be walking up to my desk to tell me anything. So <laughs> I'm like, I kind of like this remote work. It's safe for me. Don't got to well, talk to people. People don't know nothing about me. <laughs> well, before we close this out, I just want to say one more thing. Fuck you to everybody who made fun of uh, Chrissy Teigen and, and John Legend uh, earlier this week. Wait, who did what? 
Oh, yeah. No, there no, no, were no, a no, ton of people on social media who took oh, time yeah, out yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, for, there's a special place in hell for them, and I hope they get COVID. Yeah, yeah. I hope you get COVID. Well, not me personally. I mean, no, not you personally. Oh, y'all motherfuckers out there. Oh, y'all niggas. Yeah, like there's a special place. Oh, yeah. Remember, we can make fun of, we can talk shit about them and their situation, but it's bad for us to laugh at the president of the United States as COVID. Remember that. Because that's okay to drag her through this situation that was out of her control. But remember, our president could have wore a mask and will have been a little bit safer. Just saying. You know, the hypocrisy of it all. Oh, yeah. Is it Chrissy Teigen Brown? Is she a, is she, or is she spicy white like Jessica Alba? I, I don't really know a lot about her. That's what I'm asking. Is she spicy white or is she actually a person of color? I think she actually is. She is a person of color. Okay. Because I hate, I, I hate teen movies from when I was a child because I thought Jessica Alba was black are Latina and then I find out that was just yeah. a white girl that they would tan and put put in the place because she always played a mixed girl they and yeah. instead of doing a black actress they would just give it to Jessica Alba and once I found that out I, I, th- a, I thought her daddy was Mexican what kind of Mexican Spanish Indi- Spanish yeah. indigenous Mexican Mayan and distant shepherdy Jewish I just looked it up Okay, well, you know, I ain't trying to be funny, but white people like to make up all these mixtures sometimes. And oh, they yeah. They just white. <laughs> I mean, I, knew white? I, I I thought she was questionable when I started dancing in Honey, but y'all go off. <laughs> well, I was well, I, I, oh, wait, have you seen those videos where they'll, like, show, like, a black person doing the dance, and mm. then it's a white, like, like, some Save the Last Dance, and you're like, yes. y'all thought this shit was tight, but, and then someone's literally doing the same dance move, and you're just like, <laughs> Those have been getting me on the internet. I was like, that's so true. Because even as a, because I was in dance and I was just like, that's not that complicated. That's not, you know what? What do I know? I'm only in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she's spicy white, uh, Jessica Alba. But they didn't give, they would darken her up and always give her a mixed role instead of giving it to a black person. Um, So that's, you know, but I guess I guess it's not really her fault, but I just feel robbed as a child because I thought she was like something ethnic. And then you find out, oh, no, she's just spicy white, like how uh, Jennifer Lopez never plays a Latina in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except that wait, even that one movie, Hustlers, that character, that actual person, wasn't she like white? She don't really play Latina. Besides Selena, she don't play Latinas. Yeah, maybe made in Manhattan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But she. That was, yeah. But that's really. But that's. Re- I mean. But you're right. But that's really. She generally plays someone who's like Italian. Like she was supposed to be Italian, in what is it? Uh, out of sight. And yeah. All you know, in in wedding planner. I think she was also. I think her dad was. I think her the dad was Italian and everything. So then she doesn't have a mother. So you kind of it's just ambiguous yeah. what her you know ethnicity is and everything. So yeah, y- yes. She yeah, she's one of yeah, she's one of those who don't. Yeah. And like how Halle Berry, she only acts good to movies when she's a crackhead. Like, I'm not sure if that's Halle Berry's problem or is it, yeah. But I still like Halle though, cause she, she a ride or die. Cause when they try to give her that trans role and people's like, Halle, that's not okay. She's like, oh, I don't need the money. Uh, go hire somebody else. So I, I got respect for Halle. It's not her fault that her only good acting skills is crackheads. That's, that's, just, that's just her range. That ain't her fault. That's just her range. Cause 
no offense, Halle Berry really can't act too well, but I still love her though. I still love her. <laughs> Nikki, go ahead and do your shout outs. Um, I like to shout out. Um, I like to shout out Francis because I'm making a big announcement on your show. I won't be posting on Facebook, but if you listen to the show, you'll find out. Yesterday, Francis and I eloped. So wait, I wait, to wait, sh- wait, 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 wait. Francis and I, we eloped. We um uh we decided to elope, but we're still having our wedding next year. Granted, COVID is not is under control fingers crossed who knows it's already paid for in full so we have to have that party eventually uh, hold up <laughs> so Wait we love it i'll send you pictures love in it. congratulations <laughs> yeah that we is love super we, dope okay go yeah ahead. our friend we we planned it on thursday night well francis planned it really he's like let's just elope this weekend and our friends came together <laughs> someone brought a cake a friend got ordained he said it took him five minutes another friend brought flowers so we literally got married in the park right next to our house Francis just like hit you off with the, we ain't getting no younger we might as well do <laughs> might it as well do this <laughs> no he hit me with the with the mark you scheme you plotted you big you happy you happy you happy so yeah we we did that yesterday so shout out to my husband Congratulations. And thank you. That and I'm going to have so a weird wonderful. German last name, which means I will always get a call back for a job. You know, Nicolo Gershnick <laughs> coming to coming to you soon, my nigga. I got a white boy. So like, you know. <laughs> you know, oh, I had to marry that one. Are you talking about Nicole O? Nicole o? Oh, such a wonderful, just, just the best white one. Wait, she's not white? Wait. <laughs> what? Hey, from now, now, Nikki, where we are now is if you want to, if you want me to give you a uh, a reference, it's gonna cost you five bucks for me to memorize how to say your last name right. Because Ogertschnig. Hey, you know what? But if I say it right, then that immediately makes me legit. Like if I'm like, oh, Nikki. Well, hell, no one. Is- no one can pronounce that anyway. So whatever way you say it, they're gonna think it's valid. They'll be like, yeah, 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 they, yeah, they yeah that one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one, that one. So yeah, I just want to send a special shout out to Francis. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, that that's my shout out to my to my to my husband. Mm. We's married, and We've my parents watching all. on some. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the other players wouldn't tell you this. <laughs> But I'm be real and say what's on my heart. <laughs> oh man! Oh, cause being with these other hoes ain't relevant. Don't you know I loved you from the start, Nikki? <laughs> that's that song is so horrible. Anytime I hear that, really like, hey, you know I was like, the first time I heard that song playing at a wedding, I was like, so we don't listen to lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's so many black people to this day dance song at their wedding and they get hyped like single ladies that song is not really that's not that song really is like i got somebody else because you didn't want me song i'm like that's not really you shouldn't be bragging never mind uh, it's a, it's a bop though it's a bop like we said y'all don't want to y'all don't want to listen to the chorus y'all just want to dance <laughs> right uh, whoo that's dope though that really is that's wonderful um yeah, congratulations oh yeah 
and we share our wedding anniversary with the Obamas. I didn't realize that till last night. So it must be, it must be, you know, destined, you know what I'm saying? Or is it that the Obamas <laughs> share their anniversary with you? Oh, hmm. <laughs> Damn, you should tweet them and let them know. Move, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Damn. That was a That's good my surprise. shout out. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Just I a little thought... positivity out there in, all, in this world of negativity and bullshit. Look, I thought you had gotten like another promotion or something. Like, shit, you collect promotions the way future collect baby mamas. So, shit, but this new job to cover me, Francis, and Luke um, for benefits, guess how much it is a month? Mm, for I'm good say benefits. 8000 Nah, we got some good, high quality benefits, all three of us. It's going to be 150 a month. Oh, you're talking about the benefits. I thought you were talking about the paycheck. Sorry. Oh no, no, it's no. It's only no. about and, the and, Benjamins. Yeah, and I got and I got 20 weeks fully paid 100 percent maternity leave. So I should go text that old bitch I used to work with that. Like, look, bitch, I'm be <laughs> off for five months, 100 percent paid. Fuck you and your raggedy ass broke white ass husband. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a better person now, so I ain't gonna do it. Thank you. I got Nikki. Jesus in my heart. You do? <laughs> Working on it. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't. You ain't mean. finished with me yet. <laughs> Shanta, Jesus you got working on me. Push for me. Oh my god, I didn't mean to do that. Shanta, you got anything? Wait, all my friends say that really Jesus is in your heart. Are you sure? Because right. I got a shirt that says God ain't petty, but I am. I said because he's still working on me. Wait, why y'all? Why y'all suited and booted and, and Lucas in jean shorts, looking just happy as fuck. Because he, awesome. he didn't want to put on pants. He said it was hot. So it was he, hot. Um, yeah, it was 100 I'm, degrees outside. Yeah, so I'm he wanted just, to wear his shorts. This is this just made my evening. I'm about to eggnog for everybody. I mean, thank you. Be quiet. <laughs> this isn't for you. This is a me moment. Shantae, go ahead and do your shout outs while I kill the rest of this container in respect to uh, <laughs> Nikki and, and, and that other nigga. Oh man! Just, just. Oh, God damn! Hold on! Shout out to people go minding their business. from the carton. Thank you. That's what you shout out to people. My, shout out to people minding their business, minding their p's and q's, keeping their nose clean, whatever that is. We need to make shout that into a t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you for keeping your nose clean. Nah, shout out to the niggas minding their own business. Because minding your business is free. And yet, it's so hard to really do perfectly uh, not for me to so not many people me. i just i was just passing by and i just oh shut the fuck up no you did you nosy ass motherfucker i couldn't like, help but notice yes you yes yes, 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 you, yes could you could have you could have you know how many it. times you know how many times i've been working in the office i seen some shit and i wanted to ask so many questions i was like nah nicole don't get involved and i walk and i just keep on walking yeah you know like, times that happened like huh <laughs> I wish white folks had that same idea or mentality that a lot of black folks have of not snitching. Like white folks just snitch like they gonna get a fucking merit badge for that shit. If you snitch on because 500 people. Well, cause they do, they get promotions. We get fired. If we snitch, that, that then we have the problem. That is true. That's why That's why I don't snitch. Like that's, really that's why true. I don't believe in a fully unbiased workplace because if <laughs> I feel that if I were to say something that offended me, I would get fired because that person would be like, well, well. So I don't believe in an unbiased workplace. It's not true. And before y'all say that I'm discriminating or being mean against white people, I have two black friends on the show with me with white husbands. So go fuck right. yourselves. 
Well, mine is half white, so. And no, he isn't. Yeah. Not in the world of the. <laughs> well, actually, he'll public. tell you. Yeah, he says in a, he goes by America's one drop roll. He goes, I'm a Latino. He nah, said he's that fly by night works. white. <laughs> well, that last name, he got that. I, I always get a job white. He got that raised eyebrow white. Like, you tell me you anything but white, Francis. I'm still like, is he, though? (laughs) Francis hops up in in the comments for some of the shit that we're talking about, and I still look at him like, oh, wait, he isn't white. I'm not going to flash. This is my dude. Okay, let me answer honestly, because that nigga asked some shit to any other white person. I'd be like, you a gaslight motherfucker, but Francis is just, bless his non-white, white last name, have an ass heart. Like, he'll tell you he, he's very but francis he's one of the um mixed race white people that i respect because he's very honest he goes oh no i identify as a white male because i never was around latino people to say i can identify identify by them fully so he'll he's very honest he'll oh no i identify as white because that's just what i'm i mean I would now just, he's looking at me i would have just said straight up i identify <laughs> no, as white because, I, because i can like, well, yeah. Well, no, he but he Francis is Latino when it benefits him, so he knows if Latino's gonna get some, he'll check that Latino box right quick. That's how you do it. This he's a Latino business owner. It. If you ask him, he's a person. Oh, he's a person of color who owns a business. I'm, I mean, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get on him about that because every black person I know knows somebody who was one fifth Cherokee. Shit, my grandfather is actually Choctaw Indian. See, so. told y'all so. <laughs> this is single simulcast <laughs> episode, episode three seventy three uh, for Nikki and Shante. I'm Derek. Um, thank y'all so much for listening. Eggnog season is here. Uh, Regal is closing down again, and um, <laughs> they don't believe COVID's a thing, so they still sending people out in the restaurant. So make sure y'all stay safe. Um, Thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all be good. Peace. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, did you say?